Decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. Crisis averted. It's dangerous spaces here. <laughs> he's he's here. For a second, I thought our call screener was like MIA, but why would cool. I doubt the reliability? I told you he's, our... he's a man uh, that's always on on time. He makes it. Yeah. Anyway, he's probably not even listening, but we. Uh, in fact, I know he's not because he can't because he has callers to manage. So thank you, dangerous spaces. I'm sorry that for a moment I thought that you weren't here, and I was going to have to go back to the old system of. Uh, Managing the call list myself, which, of course, created all sorts of extra duct tape that nobody wants to listen to. Do you remember what shit the show used to be and still is? <laughs> what, sh- what shit it used to be? <laughs> Just the uh, Wednesday show. Sunday, we've got a formula that's working for us, I think. The Wednesday show has its loyal followers. And I don't I- get it, guys. Go do something else. Right? What, what are you doing? Well, of course, we have a fun time doing it, too, or else why would we participate? Anyway. Or I don't know. You speak for yourself. I enjoy that abusive caller that pretended not to hear me is going to call back this week. Oh, yeah. Well, there's there. We've encountered a lot of characters this way. There are a lot of. uh, It's true. A lot of friendships made. Maybe even a few. um, Enemies made along the way, I suppose. And Definitely some frenemies. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, I did not mean to reminisce. I was going to ask you if you had seen the. Breaking news out of Santa Fe, New Mexico, in the set of Rust. No, what happened? Who got charged? So, nothing. No criminal news yet. Okay. Although, as we discussed on Sunday, that could be imminent. But there is news on the civil suit front. Alec Baldwin has settled with the Hutchins family for an undisclosed amount of money. That's not necessarily weird, but here's where it gets weird on two fronts. Rust is set to restart filming and production, or as the story I saw phrased it, unfortunately, shooting. They're going to resume shooting Ooh. in January. Now, maybe that was an intentional pun. Did they but rehire Hannah Gutierrez? Reed? I don't know. I don't think so. But, you know, this is the second weird part. But they Get- did rehire Alec Baldwin. They had to. Well, he's going to be in the movie. Yeah. Okay. And it's he's the guy running the show. So... I assume he's part of it, but you know who else is part of it? Matthew Hutchins will be an executive producer, according to my sources. Matthew that Hutchins is, so weird. is the husband of the lady that Alec Baldwin shot. So, well, um, I don't know, maybe unrelated to the tragedy that happened in his life. He's like a real weirdo. And this is some kind of um, recompense for what happened. Maybe it's part of the settlement. He gets money out of the production of the movie. Execu- I hate that. I hate that. Executive producer. Maybe that means he's not even on the set. I, I don't know. Someone could inform me how all of that works. Sometimes executive producer is just a courtesy credit. It doesn't really mean anything as far as I understand. You don't necessarily even have to be there. You're just a guy who advised or something like that. Anyway. Uh but uh, before I get lost in speculation on the uh, 
on the rust front. Uh, we should probably reserve time for our callers, as is the point of the show. Most of you guys know how it works, but if you are new to the show, excuse me, <clears throat> already a frog in my throat off to a solid start. If you are new to the show, there are instructions for how to participate in the uh, description of wherever you may be viewing, uh, whatever video platform. Uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you're having trouble getting in live. Of course, you can send us an email question. The way to do that is through the call in show question form on the contact page of the website. That's mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Again, look for the call in show question form. Uh, we will uh, take your calls as our friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces, feeds them to us. And we'll stop every half, uh, half hour to check in on your uh, super chats as well. We'll catch up with your email questions at the end of the show as usual. Anything else before we hop into the calls? You want to hear something depressing? Sure. Random thing. Okay, so I've noticed that like I started getting these ridges on my nails and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I have like a mineral deficiency. You know what it is? I do not. It's aging. It happens when you get old. <laughs> okay. That's it. Pro tip. Great story. No, it, like I, and rich. <laughs> we are, we're 35 and now our bodies are just going to start breaking down until we die. That's what's happening. Uh, it's yeah, the first thing. We're right about there where you, you Has reach this happened the... to you? Have you found like a gray pube or something? Oh, yeah. Like, no, Whoa. I have some gray hairs coming in. Not, That's not a never lot, happened but, to me. Th yeah. This is the first thing. Uh, well. Were I you sad? Did you feel nothing? No, because much like you described, that that's a natural part of life. But I feel like I'm right where I should be for my age. I don't feel like I'm wasting time or like I'm. That's true. A whole, Do you feel a whole old? Bunch of, mm, I wouldn't use the word old, but I feel older. I feel like uh, I feel like I tire more easily. How about that? You know, you 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 make fun of me for this being a a not compelling story, but you know, there's a philosophical thing behind this. That's the opposite of what I said. I said it was compelling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's first? Uh, let's uh, let's check in with. Aeolian, first caller. Aeolian, are you there? I am here. How are you doing, Matt? How are you doing, Blonde? Good. Doing how are well. you? Doing great. Actually, I'm really glad to uh, be able to get in on the first call because typically I'm at church choir practice on Wednesday nights. Oh, how wholesome. Yeah. I'm I'm such a wholesome guy. And uh, after, you know, after COVID and all that stuff and coming back from Japan, I actually had my first date this, uh, this weekend. Wow. This is some hot... Asian chick? Is she white? Yes. No, she is white. No, it's oh. not a Japanese chick. <laughs> That'd be After weird if you like left Japan and then married a Japanese woman in America. That would be really weird. Yeah. No, we went to see uh, we went to see Office Space, which I'd never actually seen. Uh, you, what do you mean you went to see it? Like it's in theaters somewhere, or you just oh, saw? Oh yeah, it at home? sorry. It was in a. It was in like one of these um, like refurbished uh, like state theaters. So they show oh. new movies and some older movies. And uh, they were showing Office Space last weekend, and I'd never seen it, so it seemed like the perfect opportunity. All right. Well, uh, this is wait. This is the upcoming date, or you already did do this? Oh no, yeah, this was Sunday night. Do you like? Okay. It? Well, now I'm confused though. The you went and saw this. The first date is upcoming. This the movie viewing was a separate thing. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I had maybe my I'm just first not date My apologies. Since coming back from Japan. Oh. Uh, we actually turns out we actually went to college together. Me and this, uh, me and this girl. Okay, uh, so the just, the date has I passed. Went off. The date has passed. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. 
Sorry, I wasn't sorry, I wasn't clear. It's probably my fault. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully we have we have a day to go disc golfing uh, next weekend if the weather holds up. How fun. So, yeah, that's I I do not. I have a lot of friends that uh, grew up golfing and I cannot stand them in, in the in the most like best friend way possible. But, yeah. you know, disc golf is way more my game. I can see that golf has like a whole culture it. around it, you know. So does disc golf, though. It it does, but it's way more approachable just because there's not so much money and hoity-toity waspishness around it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and it's just I don't know. It's way more fun and way, and way more approachable to me. I read an article the other day that disc golf is the latest sport in which transgender. Men transitioning to women are dominating, much like they have in what? swimming and elsewhere. Yeah, disc golf. It used to just be for like mid twenties male stoners, and now it's now trannies have infiltrated. It, it still is. It's just now they have transitioned to women and they dominate the women. I didn't know yeah. it was as competitive. I didn't know there was a whole. I don't. Professional is probably the wrong word, but there are high oh, levels. No, people are really serious about it. Yeah. There are high levels of competition, or are they professional? I don't know. Maybe they do it full time. That's what they they're paid to do. I don't know. I don't know what the the disc golf league. You know is what like. everyone around here is really into pickleball. Isn't that uh, pickleball? Pickleball. People here are fucking obsessed. That's like a pickleball. weird tennis, isn't it? Or what is it? It's like it's like a giant ping pong or a tiny tennis. Oh, yeah. There's no table, though. It's like a, on a tennis No, court. it's like tennis, but you play with like a ping pong style racket and a wiffle ball. How big is the racket? It's like, it's like that. But it's big. solid. It, it's not netted like a tennis racket. Yeah, it's people just love it. They just and go crazy. Ball. They're pickleball courts all around Coeur So it's probably a lot more uh, gentle, I suppose. Like you're not going to get a wiffle ball moving at the speed that a tennis ball would. Yeah, old people love it, too. Mm. Sorry, also I didn't nice take indoors. over your call. <laughs> no, it's fine. That sounds like a really nice indoor, uh, really, really nice indoor sport for when the the snow really hits. Mm. Or does it really snow all that much in Coeur d'Alene? Oh yeah, it snows a lot. I, I thought so. I thought so. It sucks here. Uh, I just wanted on record that I thought it sucks here at this time. No, I, uh, I totally until she moves it. to the next place, and it also sucks there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to. Uh, I just want to mention, uh, Matt, it's really sad. Um, I was out in uh, uh, Bozeman a couple of years ago over mm. 4th of July to um, to see Grand- Yellowstone National Park with my uh, uh, with my family. Mm-hmm. And we went in through Bozeman and through Gardner through the north entrance and yeah. looking at all those floods in spring. Is it really true? Uh, you might have more knowledge on this. Is it really true that that's probably not going to be open for another like three years? Well, they have a way through the old Gardner Road now. So I haven't gone down to the north entrance, so I'm not exactly sure what the current circumstance is. Uh, But the where the highway was, as far as I understand, is really, really bad. And the the highway replacement probably will not be on the same spot. That's how much uh, that's how much of it got taken out. So, uh I thought, uh, you know, I should have been following this news more closely than I have, but I was under the impression that you could still get through the north entrance through the old Gardner Road currently. It's just all backed up and messed up. Is this going to kill tourism for the region? Well, if there's no road into the park from the north entrance, 
obviously if you're if you're Gardner, Montana or any of those uh, smaller towns. It's going to kill those no, they, towns. But they have to. Now that I think about it, they have to have a way through there because I don't know if, if when you when you went into Yellowstone, if you go into the northeast entrance, there's Cook City, Montana, Silvergate, Montana, way up over the Beartooth Pass. And that's closed in winter. The only way out of there is through the north entrance through Gardner mm. up to Livingston in the winter. So those people oh, have to point. have a way out there. They must have something going on there. But I actually didn't even go into Yellowstone once this summer. Not because I don't like Yellowstone. I do. I probably would have been a good time to go, actually. But the last few years have just been so crowded and so insane that, that it's so just not. Is this going to temporarily depress this town? Uh, Gardner will. Ser- I don't know what happened to Gardner over the summer, but Gardner is so a city. So it would be a great time to buy property there. I doubt it. I doubt it did much for property values. But the thing about Gardner is it's on the south end of the Paradise Valley there. This is all the part of the country that is what is supposed to be the uh, this is where the Dutton Ranch is effectively. Oh. You know, the, the Dutton oh. Ranch is not real, but the place it's supposed to be is all in this uh, Paradise Valley in the north end of Yellowstone. Is that crappy show back yet? Crappy. It's coming back in November. Oh, I thought it was back already. No, crappy. Oh. I, th- I thought you liked it. No, that show sucks. I watched it. You just liked 1883. 1883 was pretty good. That chick. Anyway. Real smoke show. Sorry to divert your call. No, it's fine. Uh, I'll leave off with this. I haven't watched Yellowstone, but I have watched the same writer's other show with Jeremy Renner, which is called Mayor of Kingstown. Hmm. Uh, I highly recommend it. It is gnarly. It is like not... um, What's the best way to describe it? So everything corrupt about prisons and politicians and gangs and the one guy is at the center of all of it. And he and he runs the whole town and it's it's a wild ride. It's very, very believable. It's very, very fun. But it's also really, really rough watching. What is this called? It's called Mayor of Kingstown. I'm interested in it because um, because I did really like 1883. Didn't uh, Taylor Sheridan was in Sons of Anarchy, but did he was he part of the the making of it? Did he direct or produce? That show sucked too. Uh, Sons of Anarchy uh, sucked. Are you nuts? No, that show was great. Except although for, Opie, real hot, and Ron really Perlman is an absolute nutcase in real life, yeah. and I kind of hated him in the show too. But I, I loved oh, yeah. the show overall. Jax mm-hmm. seems like exactly your kind of guy. How did you not like? Is he? Is that Charlie? Um, yeah, the blonde, long-haired blonde. Charlie Hunnam. Yep. He he banged like a thousand women. Well, I just mean he's your kind of guy aesthetically. Oh yeah, that dude is sexy uh, as hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look him up now, Charlie. Okay. Hunnam. Well, thank you, Aeolian, and uh, I'm glad to hear of your uh, romantic adventures. I hope they are successful. I hope only to pr- uh, to report good things in the future thanks okay, again by, guys by next time i expect uh wedding plans and uh yeah yeah and all the rest well let's uh you know let's pray on that right. thanks guys thanks good so night much. and god bless is this guy some shit lib charlie hunnam uh, i would assume every celebrity is how come none of these hot dudes got fappened uh i don't know was charlie it was hunnam. it exclusively women in that league fappening i don't yeah. remember yeah, it was, hmm. unfortunately for me. Dude, I know a fat guy is up next. I know a fat guy. Are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here, and I'm actually back from Europe. Oh, wow. Uh, I came back a couple weeks ago, so I cannot account for my whereabouts when Nordstrom was bombed, so I guess I'm a suspect <laughs> of 
can't like suspect the U.S. or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let me uh, just remind me because I I got some information on Ukraine because I was in Poland, but I wanted mm. to talk to you about kind of gun ethics. I was okay. at a barbecue about a couple months ago, and long story short, we were talking with some lefties who were there, and it was all cordial. And the the topic of guns because it's New York and Holcomb all came up. And the normal stuff came up, and basically concealed carry came up. And at one point, one of the lefties said, well, it's too bad none of you guys were there in Buffalo. And I was surprised, even myself, that all the people who were kind of pro-gun looked and said, oh, we would not have intervened if, that, if we were there. Guess why? What was the, You're asking us to guess what their reason was? Guess why a New Yorker would not intervene if you had concealed carry and you saw a mass shooting happening. I suppose they would, if I were to guess what they would say, they'd say, I don't want to face a rifle or something like that. Uh, no, that wasn't actually the, the reason. I kind of thought. I don't want to be prosecuted there. myself. Yes. <laughs> I mean, okay. That's the uh, actual reason. Yeah. Uh. All, all of us were like, dude, did you see the bodega guy got uh, like accused? Um, New York, I actually know a couple stories of people who. Uh, like brandished a gun just because someone was like breaking into like something in their house or like mm-hmm. their garage or whatnot. You brandish the gun, all of a sudden you're being prosecuted for breaking the open carry law in the New York State. Mm. So I actually oh, I wonder- forgot about that. Yeah, th- th- I read an article about a month ago. Because of open carry, there are people who do historical war reenactments who are no longer doing them because they are in fear of violating the serious? open carry law. That's really lame. How do you hunt? Yeah, yeah. Like if you can't do a war reenactment, how do you, what's the, what's the difference between, well, I don't You tell me what, can I not open okay. carry anywhere or is it just in cities or what's the deal? Okay. Open carry. You can open carry. Like say if I go to a gun range yeah. and I pull out my gun at the gun range, uh-huh. like in the gun range parking lot, that's fine. Okay. You can open carry in a hunting zone, like a hunting area where the hunting is, you can open carry. Okay. Everywhere else, like if you buy a gun, it has to be concealed in a bag or something. When you walk it from the store to your car, uh-huh. if you wrap it from your car, well, you drop walk out of your house to your car, it has to be covered technically by the by the law. Yeah. No. So everyone's everyone's scared because like Latita James, I mean, she's going mad hardcore after Trump. So who knows what else is going on? But she'll go after anyone for any reason for guns. Have people have people been prosecuted for open carry violations? I don't know anything about I, uh, that. There, there have been some stories. More often than not, the person just pleads guilty. They give you like probation, but they put like something on your record where you have to surrender all your guns and you can't get some, uh, can't get guns again. Did they do something new on this, or is this just the status quo in New York? I know they tried to modify their, or they did modify their concealed carry laws after the Supreme Court ruling. Yeah, that's. That's going to get challenged. It's, it, 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 it's probably always been on the books, but it's just gotten a lot worse lately, it seems. Or maybe mm. just people are more mindful of it, as it seems. Like, I, I don't know. I'd have to look back and see how often it is. I just know people have been prosecuted for, like, things you'd be like, you, know, you couldn't do the, the, the Joe Biden thing, walk outside with your shotgun and fire a couple blasts in the air. Well, yeah, you already can't do that in most states, as far as I understand. Yeah. I know you can't do it in Delaware, but... But you certainly in, you can't just fire into the air. Warning shots. Um, we could debate the the justifiability of it. If if you're if you're under threat, someone's trying to rob your house or something. I mean, I I understand the irresponsibility of a warning shot, certainly in a dense urban environment or something like that. But if you own a ranch 
You know, uh, if you, let's say you own like a, a, a hundred acre ranch or something like that, even bigger. Yeah. Who cares? It's then I, property. you know, I, I don't, I don't have a, pro- I don't have a huge problem with a warning shot just as a matter of principle, but, um, but yeah, anyway, to your point, uh, Joe Biden's advice in most parts of the country would get you, would get you in trouble. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people like, uh, I, maybe even more after Kyle Rittenhouse. I know that wasn't New York, but a lot of people say like, that would have been done in New York. They would have prosecuted him had it happened in New York. Yeah. Uh, uh, if Kyle Rittenhouse was in New York, you mean? Yeah, if, um, if, that, if that type of incident happened in New York, it would have been prosecuted as well. I mean, I, I think like Texas, they would have said, no, well, let's not do it. Yeah. But in New York, definitely. And there's been you, like, I, you, you just fear that something's going to happen and you're just not going to get public support and you're going to be left alone versus the state. Yeah. Is New York a stand your ground state or do you have a duty no. to retreat? Duty to retreat. Okay. Well, that would and also, better, that would be a factor too. Yeah. And you better not shoot anyone in the back. You know? <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> like, have, like, uh, you don't have a duty to retreat in your home in New York. That's very nice. I don't have a duty to flee my home. Yeah. Thank but, you. Uh, As I've had it described to me, if someone was it break into your house and you confronted them, you were allowed to like kind of you're not really supposed to confront them. But if they were to be confronted with a gun, as long as they're not threatening you, you're not allowed to shoot them. Good like if they were, if you walked in on them and yeah. they were going through your stuff, you can't shoot them unless they attack you. Yeah. Sometimes uh, even pointing the gun could be a violation of the law. And, and even in uh, that, there was a huge case that was somewhat. Uh, high profile. There was some national coverage of it a few years ago in Montana, in Missoula, one of the college towns here, a drunk European college student accidentally by all accounts entered a guy's garage and the guy shot him. And yeah. the, the the college student was not trying to be, he was a drunk idiot who accidentally entered a place where he shouldn't be. Yeah. And he was shot dead for it. And, and I believe that that property owner was convicted on some form of homicide charge, if I remember how that ended. Uh, even in, a, we're supposed to be a Wild West state, but because uh, because there was no threat to life, I suppose, as the the jury saw it to the to the property owner, it was it was deemed criminal. And I obviously I, I wouldn't want to shoot someone in such a circumstance, but I I can't really blame someone for not gambling. You, you know, it's it, yeah. If someone, if I find some random drunk in my house uh, at midnight because he thinks it's my neighbor's house and not mine. I'm not taking chances with my son sleeping in the next room, you know? And so I, I, that case, obviously it's sad for that college student, but I feel bad about punishing that property owner too. It's not his job to gamble because someone else is drunk and idiot. I guess. Yeah. Well, I've been taking up your time. I'll just tell you real quick what I found out when I was in Poland about Ukraine. One, the casualty count of Ukraine is wrong. It's higher than the higher than they're letting on. Two, uh, they say NATO is actually running the war. It's like all the command, the generals are coming from there, and they're even NATO commanders on the ground. And three, our aid is not just going to humanitarian, military weapons, and uh, corruption. It's also going to running their pension system, helping shore up their universal health care, and general government expenses. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you for the insight. Doesn't that make you feel better about the aid? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've I've heard about I've heard that story that uh, not only are we, um, well, uh, we're supposedly funding all their weapons and all these things that are vital for the war, but yeah, it's uh, they're, we're we're covering pensions for certain Ukrainian officials. 
Uh, it's very important that they have a comfy retirement after all of this. Hmm. Well, your retirement goes to shit because the market is down like 30%, yeah. whatever. Well, if you want to know where we are right now is like a very kind of questionable zone where the central banks either have to save the economy or fight inflation. That will be going on for the next couple of months. <laughs> All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Bye. Let's talk to Joshy boy. Joshy you know boy. Got you banned? I saw you got banned on Twitter, but uh, there was some rumors circ- or something mentioned. Did uh, he mention, get banned saw, on YouTube? Watch out. I saw Odyssey's Twitter account Im- to me implying that he was banned on YouTube, but yikes! I don't know. I would be surprised by that, but uh, that could be. He's pretty inoffensive. Well, I don't Although, know. Although to me, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I see people talking about it on Twitter. I have not, I don't see, okay, uh, Viva Fry just tweeted an hour ago, why was Rakita Law's YouTube channel nuked YouTube? The community will no. need and deserves a specific response to be sure that this was done in good faith and justifiably. Okay. Uh, so yeah, apparently uh, for the moment, Rakita Law's YouTube channel gone. That's terrible. Joshy boy, sorry to uh, leave you hanging. What's on your mind? No, nah, you're, you're good. Me and Dangerous Faces are talking about uh, the Rings of Power and the Hobbit movies and Oh God! Uh, one is infinitely worse than the other. Well, but that's not what I. Okay, if that's not what you wanted to talk about, uh, then I will leave it at that. But, um, I actually wanted to gear it towards blonde, mm-hmm. right? So, as a devout Protestant, I wanted to ask about your Catholic faith. <laughs> well, all right. And one of the things I wanted to know is that, from what I've been told. It's better to ask the person themselves. You have Catholics who believe in what Christians believe, and then you have Catholics who believe in what they believe. And I wanted you to explain that to me. Wait, what? That, that's what people I think about Catholics? That Catholics go rogue? You have Catholics who say, I'm Catholic. And then I'm also told that you have Catholics who believe what Christians believe. So it confused me. I thought we were all Christians. We are all Christians. Yeah. You think you Maybe this is me? referring to there. There is a large population of like uh, Catholics that have fallen out of the faith. Is that what people are talking about? I have no clue, actually. I was just told that there are some Catholics who believe what Christians believe, which does kind of confuse me. Then there's all the the things that they do, like the confessions and the rosaries and all that. I was unaware that anybody thought that Catholics were not Christian. Again, kind of cut out. I was I was unaware that anybody thought the Catholics were not Christian. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. <clears throat> but that was sorry, one I don't have a better answer. That, I guess I've just never really heard that. I don't know. I guess it's just unique in my area, at least. But that's just what I was told. So I kind of wanted to question you on it, since you're Catholic yourself. I'm I'm Catholic. I'm I'm working yeah. on it, but I know. Uh, an astonishing little about my own faith. Those were I air hate quotes, by challenged. the way, for the people who can't see. Air yeah, quotes no, Catholic, I, I'm yeah. nominally Catholic, but like I'm perpetually not in a state of grace. I haven't been to confession in a year and a half. I just started going to church every Sunday. Um, What's the point of confession? I mean, I, I understand the concept a little bit, but what is it? What do you do there? Just You're supposed the, to unburden yourself of the sins that you've committed probably on a weekly basis with using a priest as an intermediary who um gives you god's forgiveness although you know god gives you his forgiveness but 
through the priest, gives you forgiveness, and then you uh, have a penance, which is usually pretty easy to fulfill. So the priest is the one who administers the forgiveness? No. God administers the forgiveness. But, you know, I like having an intermediary there because it makes it makes you um, more responsible to, like, the act of confession. I, I, I pray. So it kind of holds you accountable. Is that the thing? There is an element of accountability. Yeah. Confession is the, the sacrament that I probably appreciate the, the most in the faith. Um, okay. I know that a lot of Protestants have a problem with it, uh, with the priest, like coming between you and God, but it, it mm -hmm. creates a, a formality around the event of confessing your sins that I think is, uh, really helpful in feeling God's <laughs> forgiveness because you can tell God that you're sorry and everything like that. But like, yeah. I need somebody to be like, it's okay. Do these things. <laughs> It helps me. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I, I know a lot of Protestants get really hung up on this confession thing. Yeah, it, it, it has hung me up a bit. You said do these penance and you'll be forgiven. I kind of sort of understand where that's coming from, but that's never made sense to me. Right? They forgive Conviction. you and then tell you to do penance. So it's not conditional upon the penance. Okay. Um... Hmm. All right. Well, that's kind of new to me. Thank you for clearing that up, and though I'm still confused on the matter. Oh, the penance, the penance thing is kind of separate from the confession itself. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um it's intellectually and philosophically to like fill the hole of that that was created by your sin. Uh huh. Um, I don't think it's conditional. Like if you say like I'm not going to do that penance, they're not going to be like I unforgive you. Or anything like that. Like, you're forgiven. Okay. All right, so you can just skip out on a penance thing entirely then. I mean, should you, though? We should feel like our sin is a, a an egregious error, even our smaller sins. Like, it's an affront to God. I mean, yeah, in a way. But I believe that God is the one who dishes out the punishment, too, not just administer the forgiveness. So he'll punish you in some form or fashion. You doing it yourself is... Doesn't I mean I get it. You may have you may feel better after you've done the penance, but you know, oh I'll just do this penance and all will be well. It doesn't well if that's it. true, if God really is administering punishment for us, then does it matter whether or not you're doing penance? I mean you're still getting it one way or another, right? It depends, really. I don't really know. If doing penance yeah. is gonna stop God from punishing you, then like all right, yeah. <laughs> Everybody should be in, but I don't really think that's what's going on here. I don't think so. I, I think that's what I'm get, that, That's what I'm getting hung up on. If you do the penance, it stops God from punishing you. It, it no, no, I, I, I don't understand God's plan. I don't, I don't get it. Well, that's the thing. You, nobody does. So that that part, even with us Protestants, you don't know what God is up to. He always keeps us in the dark. It's a walk of faith. So you're just gonna have to trust him, which is oh, easier yeah. said than done. Oh yeah, that is the that is the most difficult thing about all all people's faith, isn't it? Trusting yeah. God even things when, when things are going badly in your life? Not even just when things are badly in your life. In my case, it's something that is most dear to me that I don't trust him with, that I kind of have to mm. go out and, on a walk of faith with. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's not always about when times are hard. It's, it's something that's also very dear to you that you kind of want to solve yourself. Yeah. But knowing me, I'll probably just end up screwing up. So I'm going to have to walk my faith one way or another. Yeah. Hmm. That's uh, true. Well, thank you, Joshy boy. We got to yeah. wrap up here. But uh, oh, yeah. Any, if one, you have a quick final thought, go for it. Yeah. I will say this, Matt, that if you do want to. I don't know how close you are when it comes to Christianity. I haven't been participating in the Bible studies on Saturday because I'm mm-hmm. usually busy. But as a last cheeky tongue thing, yeah, I think you would be better off as a Protestant and not a Catholic. <laughs> right? or I think that would, end, that would end the show, are. though. Blonde's not going to do a show with a dirty <laughs> Protestant. No, it's okay. Yeah. A dirty Protestant. All right, fine. <laughs> if not a Protestant, at least Orthodoxy. All right. <laughs> Um, orthodoxy that's great i mean i I, to to answer your implied question i don't know that Mm -hmm. my views have drastically changed since doing the bible study since june but i also wouldn't expect them to in in the course of three to four months time having not completed even one of the gospels yet but but getting there Uh, obviously to the Mm -hmm. extent i continue doing it i am interested and curious so uh that's kind of the update on that i don't feel like i've had a, a a radical change of mind, but yeah. I am interested enough to carry on. And so, yeah, you know, as far as uh, my formal perspective, any formal title to it, you'll probably just have to, you'll have to wait and see, but yeah, uh, I think the, at the very me. least, that's the way to go. Cause yeah. they're, what they're doing is just basically building a case, right? Yeah. You want to build your case and present an argument and then leave it to the person to decide. Yeah. Well, thank you for the thoughts and the encouragement, and I will consider Mm -hmm. your uh, selling point when I make my decision. All right, then. All right, thanks, man. All right, y'all have a good night. Is someone going to talk about this Rakita thing? Well, uh, it's a good time to, we are overdue for a break, just a Mm -hmm. few chats to get to, but Patrick Todd, the first chat tonight said, absolutely ridiculous that Nick Rakita got banned. So again, confirmation this has happened, but I have no knowledge of why that might be. Uh, I, I did see some clips circulating on Twitter. I might try to locate that again. I was trying to get some information here. What's trending on Twitter. Not that I would necessarily expect this to be trending, but a lot of people I follow are talking about it. One of the top trending topics, uh, though is gays. So if you just want to talk about gays in general, that's 50,000 tweets on Twitter right now might be related to bros. But if you want to read a few chats, I can, I, I think there's a clip on Twitter of, Nick streaming when this happened, perhaps I, I need to really? see if I can find this. Uh, but if you can pick up on chats, I'll see if I can locate it and then maybe I'll, I'll play it. Do you have chats? Oh yeah. I thought you were telling me to play it. I was like, what? <laughs> no, I don't have that capability. No, the, no, the opposite. You read the chats and I uh, yeah, yeah, look okay. for the clip. I was like, uh, okay. Marco five, eight, 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 eight. Um, just came back from academic agents channel where they debated the global American empire with a colleague of his. You two ought to have them on sometime. Oh yeah, I know. I know. I already sent him a chat and was like, come on my channel. And then he talked for like five minutes about how I was too controversial or something and that he would come on eventually. Like, ah, I'm just, Whatever. Metal rules. Thank you very much, sir. Nicholas H. Six months of interest rate hikes has had more of an adverse impact on the housing affordability index than increasing real estate prices from 2013 to 2021. That's true. Um, Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this uh, because real estate prices did need to um, be driven downwards 
So this may have a long-term beneficial effect, but then people that want to buy houses are totally SOL right now. I don't know what's going to happen. Colton Regal, talking of feeling old, I've been counting more and more gray hairs recently. It's not all bad, though. I just finished writing a last will tonight. It was a really cathartic experience. I feel a lot more at peace. That is dark, but something that we probably should do. Um, yeah, per, per, I think perspective on age is just as important as perspective on death. It's a necessary part of life. And yep. as long as you, uh, as long as you're doing the best job with every day that you have, there's, I don't think there's anything to be feared or discouraged about with, with aging or the prospect of death or all those things. It's very scary. Uh, very thank scary you, Cole. Indeed. I do um, have a, a clip here that, that, will uh, it let's finish the chats actually in the in video the, share. I can't see it. Right. Uh, let me send it to you. Do you have your Skype open? No, I can Could you put open it on it? my phone though. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ryan McKenna, you Christians better not go all Deus Volt when the cultural pendulum swings back the other way. We can restore law and order without authoritarianism, can we? Uh, Liberty Bell, have you guys seen anything about the Italian broad Maloney being a global mo beard? Member of the Aspen Institute? On their homepage, they have something about decolonizing and other suicidal for us, but not them BS. Seriously? Well, women in politics. Let me look this up. Um... I only have Skype on my phone. It's just a Twitter clip, but uh, let me know when you have it. And I'm going to play some of this audio and just see if I can figure out what's going on here. Okay. I have it up. All right. I'm playing now. Wait, what the fuck? This is Nick Rakita talking. <laughs> he's he's shocked. Okay. Uh, this is, he's, he's just shocked quietly. This is not what I was expecting, but when does he start talking here? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is like a minute long clip of him looking at the screen confused. Why, Why does Ethan Ralph hate Wait, him? Here we go. I, I don't know. I'm not interested uh, in answering something. that debate, but. <laughs> Uh, that's something I don't have any information as to why. Okay. So there we go. Um, we'll be appealing this, obviously. Uh, don't know what the hell is going on with that. Okay. This was posted but, roughly uh, an hour ago and it's, it's just Nick saying, well, I'm banned. I don't know why I will be appealing. Obviously. We shall see. Now, I, I wonder, I'd be curious what the chat, uh, the status of his channel was as far as strikes. If he's streaming, he can't have active strikes on it. So for them to take it down that quickly, that's very bizarre. In the case where I got that ding two weeks ago because of linking to the big teddy tranny teacher that they said was porn, I don't have active strikes on my channel but I do have a warning. So because of that, they banned my streaming for a week, but they didn't outright delete the channel. Now I'm right. Can you get to Nick Rakita's YouTube channel right now? Or is that Uh, down? No, I don't think so. Let me look. I didn't know he had beef with Rakita law. Oh yeah. It's totally off YouTube right now. So it's not just like a a strike stream ban. Like they got me uh, for the, the teacher. They've actually outright deleted his channel, which I've never had experience with. That's never happened to me. I've gotten strikes. I've had suspensions. Never seen the straight up deletion. For me. 
So yeah, I wonder what exactly happened there. Let's, um, if people learn more information, feel free to pass it along in uh, chat or we'll, I'll do my best to keep an eye on Twitter. We'll keep you updated. Rusty culture is up next. Rusty, are you there? Rusty, Hello? do you can you hear him? Uh-uh. Okay. Sorry, Rusty. I can't hear you at all. I'll uh, see if uh, maybe Dangerous Spaces can get you going. Gilgamesh, are you there? Oh, yes. Hi. Hi. What, what's on your Hi. mind? Oh, well, I wanted to say this, Bond. I've got a perfect Mel Gibson movie for you. It's his, one of his more recent ones, Fat Man. He plays Santa Claus. Yeah, I see him. Does he get naked? No, it's just an older version of him. Like, he's been hired by the CIA. He's a hitman for the... Yeah, and Walter Groggins is sent to kill him, but finds out he can't actually kill Santa Claus. It's really funny. It's okay, really- if Mel's in it, I'll watch it. Yeah, it's really good. Came and, out just uh, a couple years ago. And yeah. we're almost... You can't watch Christmas movies just yet, though. It's too early. You can't do that pre-Halloween. But... I, I know that. Sorry, I didn't mean I didn't mean to accuse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But um, here's a fun, couple of funny things. I didn't put a question through, but I guess I'll say it right now. While everybody's talking about what Kamala Harris said in Florida, mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. forgets what she said in South Korea. That's oh, it was funnier. so bad. That oh. we're allied with North Korea. North Korea. Yeah. And yeah. then they rushed her out of Korea. They got her out of there, and North Korea missiled. Uh, Japan shortly after that and it's like I guarantee you North Korea and South Korea are like what the fuck did she just say that is a strange coincidence of events because when I initially heard that to be honest that's the sort of misspeak that yeah it's bad to say that you're allied with North Korea but I understand (laughs) how that happens sometimes you're just talking and the wrong thing comes out you understand what they mean in the case of the equity commentary that's exactly what she means that's not a mistake But you're right that that it is maybe it's not that weird because North Korea does test fire missiles with some degree of frequency, although this one went over Japan. And so it was a, a big deal yeah. because of that. And they, t- they told their people to stay indoors like that's going to protect when a missile comes. Yeah. Stay indoors while that missile hits your house. So maybe it was a Kamala equity missile from I, Pyongyang. I don't know. I just thought it was really weird and funny. I'm like, uh, do you know where you are? I was expecting Wait. Joe Biden to say that, not Kamala Harris. You know. Am I, uh, did I, uh, yeah, Pyongyang is in North Korea. For some reason, I thought yeah. I was mistaking my Korean cities yes. for a second. Isn't there another one in South Korea that's something similar? Seoul. No, Seoul. but don't they have a similar name? Isn't there a similarly named city? Mm, I don't think so. No, well, maybe I, I just I got that, confused. Yeah. Because um, North Korea is actually bigger than South Korea. And, yeah, it is. Hmm. Are you thinking about Gangnam style? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. Sai does look a lot like Kim Jong-un. They're pretty <laughs> oh much interchangeable. God. Oh, God. Oh. What has Sai been doing? You know, he had that one hit. They do look either. very similar. They could he be... He got hella rich. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I guess if I if I had the most popular YouTube song of all time, oh, God, I, I would probably just sit around and let ads run like on Macarena. that, too. I can never sure. listen to those songs ever again. Macarena... Ugh, that's like anything from Madonna or Cher. 
That wasn't you bad, you know. A share impression is dangerous because you don't know if your voice yeah. is going to crack or something well, like that. To, you have to sound like shit when you try to sound like yeah. because Yeah. But of course, then we have what happened with OPEC today. Ah, uh, yes. I certainly it's, anticipate talking about that on Sunday. But did you see the news, uh, Bob? No. Yeah. Say, did he say OPEC? Yes, OPEC. OPEC uh, well, do you want to deliver the news, Mr. Gilgamesh? Yeah, they're going to cut production by two like billion barrels or a bunch of barrels. Yeah. Whole Two million a day. Yeah. yeah. What a percentage day. decrease is this? I don't a know lot. the percent, it's but massive. it's significant. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to cause the price to go really high. And right now with Biden emptying our, our, what's left of our reserves and send it to Europe. Um, oh no. Wasn't gas up like 30 cents yep, in the last It, it was creeping back up, up. And it will creep oh. up because of this too. And I oh, wonder, yeah. I, I have not read deeply into it, so I assume OPEC has their reasons, but well, it's hard to it's hard to ignore what they're doing electorally to Biden, which is a month before the midterms, just laughing at him and saying, oh, you wanted you came here yeah. last month and fist bumped Mohammed bin Salman oh, or whatever his name is but, and uh, begged for more yeah. oil production. No, in fact, we're going to reduce it a month before your party is hanging on to any hope of success. In the midterms, uh, by a thread, if that. What's going Yikes. on is that it has to do with the EU. They're voting on putting a price cap on oil and okay. natural gas, and that's why that's part of what. And so that's why another reason they're doing this because they're saying no, you're not going to um, if you put a price cap. And Russia already said if they do this on natural gas and oil, they're just going to shut it all down, stop putting producing any oil, and that already like they've said that'll cause the price to go over three hundred dollars a barrel and they said they could fix that pipeline one of the two that was you know yeah they already said they're going to be able to fix that but um then denmark comes out and says that one that goes through ukraine to to um hungary they said oh we could target that one too and then some reason i heard they're thinking of bombing the pipeline that goes from russia to china they were talking about, yeah, we might invade Russia and Chinese space to um, destroy that pipeline. They really, really are like have lost their minds. Hmm. Well, with it, uh, it will be a fun uh, October oh. to watch. It's going to be very entertaining. <laughs> Unfortunately, the some of the entertainment is going to be da- further damaged to our wallets. But uh, for well, yeah. sure, yeah. But here's here's something. I was, when you brought up Alec Baldwin, I said, you know what the funniest thing would be is somehow they find a way to that not, they blame Trump for this, like Al Baldwin's legal team uses Trump, that Trump drove Al Baldwin out of his mind, and that's why he did it. So he gets he go, gets an insanity defense and no. gets away with it, or they say no. that Trump did it. No, there's somehow, that. Oh, I'm, I'm saying jokingly that they'll blame okay. Trump for it. And well, I don't know if it's the one that made Al Baldwin do it. All right, I, I guess I shouldn't, yeah. I guess I shouldn't laugh at it because crazier things have been argued yeah well uh we'll have to see uh thank you for yeah. the thoughts and for calling in appreciate oh, it oh yeah well have a good night you as well bye uh looks like i'm looking at more tweets on uh, the rakita band and it looks like this was a third strike on his channel which would be youtube operates people though? don't know on a three strikes and you're out rule now here's what i would speculate based on my understanding of how youtube works if you would get one strike, you're banned for a week, 
but the strike hangs on for, I think, 90 days. Oh, right. Okay. Then if you get two, you're banned for two weeks from streaming. But again, the strike holds on for 90 days. So in theory, he could be two, three, four weeks removed from a second strike, but still able to stream. But if a strike was applied, his channel is nuked. I'm guessing that's probably what happened in this case. That's the only way he'd be live on YouTube when it happened, which it appears that he was. That really sucks. He probably got strikes for stupid, arbitrary reasons. The yeah. live chat just told me that he and Ethan Ralph have some kind of tiff because he laughed at Ethan Ralph for farting. Is that <laughs> it? Is this true? I, this is it? I uh, I have I actually have no knowledge. I I try to steer as far away from these, uh, you know, kind of YouTube community fights as as possible. It used to so. be so fun though. I understand why people like to watch that sort of thing. The whole blood sports thing was really popular a couple of years ago. And, and I get it. I understand why people like that content. Uh, that is not the content that I would succeed in making. And I certainly yeah. wouldn't succeed in participating in it. So my avoidance of it is not, is not to take shots at the people who are a part of that. It's just to say that ain't me. I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my bit. So I just yeah. avoid it. That's fair. Jimny is up next. Jimny, are you there? Good mice. Hi. What's what are you up to? Well, we're trying to figure out this Rakita ban that's going on right now. But I've never even heard any of his stuff. Is it a hate? Yeah. He, so yeah. Nick Rakita, I, I am not the most avid watcher, but we're in a similar sort of uh, community, I suppose. And I didn't know about him until the Rittenhouse trial last year and his streams on the Rittenhouse trial crushed it. And that's, uh, uh, I, I don't know what kind of following he had before the Rittenhouse trial, but his Rittenhouse streams were destroying mainstream media coverage of the trial. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had, I think he had like six figure streams going like, really like a hundred thousand people like live? watching live. Yeah. Live, yeah. So that is how Nick Rakita became known to me. And uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you much about whether his legal takes are correct or something like that. But but that is uh, that is his claim to fame. And he's to his credit, he's been able to maintain an audience uh, since the Rittenhouse trial, because anytime you catch lightning in a bottle like that, you it's really awesome. Yeah. But then then you got to maintain it. You got to mm -hmm. hold it. And uh, it appears that he's you know he's been able to do that. Now, I know that. There are all sorts of uh, I, I've seen, at least on Twitter, there, there have been all kinds of fights between him and other people for whatever reason. Like I said, I steer clear of that. So I don't know why he I don't know what enemies he has or why they're enemies or whatever. But um, but that's about all I know about Nick. Hmm. Fair enough. Oh, a quick housekeeping thing. Apparently, Rusty Culture is uh, he's on computer. There's just apparently a bit of a lag or a delay or something, but he okay. is able to come through. All right. Yeah, we'll try him again uh, after you're finished up. Uh, and yeah, a couple of things. I was going to give you a quick update with the guns thing, but just oh, from yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, when I know a fat guy was talking about the uh, what seemed like the travesty of having to actually put your gun in a bag to take it from the shop of the car. I'm just laughing like, yeah, dude, that's yeah, they usually do 100% how it is here. And I, I understand why you would want to do that as a, just a courtesy measure. But the idea that it's criminal not to is, uh, it's just the stark contrast. It's like, yeah, God, it sounds so much easier over there. 
Um, other one as well with the uh, confession thing, blonde. Like I obviously I'm not a practicing Catholic now, but uh, I can tell you right you now the nah nah nah. Oh, There's a long that. story, but I'm, I remember my catechetics pretty well. But no, the um the penance. So the whole point of having to talk to a priest about or in confession is an intermediary, but it's so simple for you just to go in your head. Oh, I'm sorry, I did this. Like no, the whole point of it is you are being penitent. You are actually admitting to what you did to another yeah. human being who was acting as an intermediary. It's part of the actual penance. Mm. The penance that you give by the priest itself, um, I checked this with my sister. She was saying that back in the day, they actually used to send people, because you'd only confess like once in your life, they used to send people on full pilgrimages. And whatever your penance was, you had to complete your penance, come back, and you didn't receive absolution until your penance was completed. Really? And it's the same today. Like your confession is not done until you finish your penance. Like if you die with the intention of your penance oh. being done, then it's provisionally considered forgiven. Show how much shows how much I know. No, I just assumed I always do the penance, but I just assume that, you know, yeah, no, God's forgiveness was delineated you. within the within the confines of the confessional. No, you're um your sign of penitence is actually telling a human being and having to go through that shame uh, of telling yeah. someone what you did. You're then provisionally forgiven, and then your penance is what absolves you. Interesting. Okay, well, I yeah. told that caller something totally inaccurate. If they're still, still listening, listening, hopefully that answers the two questions they had. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, just a quick update on the gum thing. Um, it ain't good. No. So uh, Your personal situation. My personal can you, situation. Can you give, yeah. like, a... a a quick recap for people who maybe yeah, missed yeah. that conversation a couple of weeks ago or need a refresher. Yeah, so a quick recap. Um, I moved from Western Australia to New South Wales, which is basically like California to sort of New York type distance. And um, I applied for a license transfer. Anyway, that took about six to seven months. And while I was waiting to hear back, because I have PTSD from my time in the military, um, so I had to list down that I'm on medication for that. Um, and it, the process took so long. I've actually come off medication, and that's a whole other story. I'm actually not even on any medication for this anymore. But uh, I found out that my license application was rejected when two big, fat police women turned up at my door and said, we're here to confiscate all your guns. Mm -hmm. So um, they, were, they were good. They, they, they said, like, don't reply right away. Like, get a lawyer. We can, like, recommend a lawyer for you to go through and stuff. And I was like, no, I'll contact the basically our equivalent of the NRA and see if they've got anyone, uh, which they did. Um, so, yeah, a few thousand dollars later, we're putting the submission in. I'm just found out. So the submission will go in. Yeah. This is the cheap part. In 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 attorney's fees or what are it's these It's about costs? two grand in legal fees oh, God. just to put the submission in. Good Lord. And I've had to get like character references. I've had to get all this stuff. I've had to get like my trading psych to say like, no, this guy is not a risk. Like I specifically wrote, he is not a risk. But as the like, letter sent said, to you. Oh, yeah, and he I... said that. But <laughs> the... We can't rule out that he never will be a risk. Right. That was, their reason for that was the phrasing in the letter that I, that I referenced last time that I couldn't believe. If people recall, yeah. the letter sent to you said something to the effect of, while you are not demonstrated to be a threat presently, we cannot rule out the possibility that you will become a threat in the future, as though that statement does not apply to anyone anywhere. Yeah. Well, it was more of a, even though it has been assessed professionally that you are not now, nor have you ever been yeah. a risk, we cannot rule out that you never will be. Yeah. That's so but incredible. Anyway, that um, truly does apply to everybody. Yeah. So that submission goes in at the end of this month. And then... 
I have to wait apparently up to about a year before I even hear back on that submission. <laughs> and then Meanwhile, if I choose your property to is still law, held where? Local police department or who has local it? Local police station. Well, that's what a, the f- they took it to one suburb. And then I received a thing literally just yesterday in the mail from a different suburb's police station with the receipt of what they had. I was like, oh, I don't even know where it is now. Like people from this police station came to get it and I received a receipt from a different police station. But they, the, but the they give you the courtesy of what, allowing you to sell it if you wanted. You could go down there yes. and say, I want to sell these guns. I can and, go through oh a gun God. store as, acting as an intermediary to sell them, which I think <sighs> is the point. But yeah. So even, the next so guy that they can harass fails. when he tries to buy them. You know? Yeah. God. But anyway, if this appeal fails, um, I then have to go to a tribunal. Which is a whole other legal process, which can cost up to and and in excess. You would of think you actually grand. committed a mass shooting at this point. What are you talking yeah, about? Really. A tribunal? What crime? Well, we did, presumptively for that process. What? Up to ten thousand dollars okay. in legal fees for me to go through the trial tribunal process if this appeal fails. Is there any serious movement in Australia to stop this nonsense, or are people just there kind of resigned be. to guns they being be. an afterthought? They just don't. They don't it, care about this th- this stuff anymore. It can't be getting this bad if there's any real pushback to it. Yeah, everyone's just like, okay, please just don't take any more of our guns away. We'll do this. We'll do this. But yeah, apparently, um, there was a guy like two years ago in New South Wales that got a gun and went nuts and like. Not even went nuts. Like a week later, killed himself and his family. Mm-hmm. And since then, the licensing department here just say no to anyone they possibly can. Push it through to the tribunal. So it's the thing of, well, if he does go crazy, we can at least say we said no. It was the tribunal's fault. What is this tribunal? Like they're going to assess the quality of your character? What is the the question that is being evaluated at this event? Are you suitable to hold a firearms license? Because like right now, when I was on, when I was on my WA license, which I still have, uh-huh. I was allowed to. Because you can't even like if you go to a gun store in New South Wales, you cannot even handle. You can say, "Can I see that rifle?" They cannot hand it to you. Yeah. Without first checking your license, they were letting me get away with my WA one. But now, it's not that I've been assessed. Well, it's not that I've not yet been assessed as suitable. I have actively been assessed as unsuitable. So I can't even go into a gun. I can't even walk into a gun store and ask to look at something now. But you are allowed to be present to in the store. You can look with your two them. eyes, no touching. Dude, I wasn't allowed to touch them to take them out of my safe to hand them to the cops. <laughs> oh even my when I carried, Lord. When I carried the ammunition for the cops because it was too fucking heavy for their fat asses to do it, that was technically <laughs> illegal. Yeah. Well, well like I said, so if, this is, if this is, uh, if this is, uh, if they rule against you, you, you have to rat out those, those fat chick cops and say that they committed an illegal act. You have to get them fired because they couldn't carry the ammo. Although I guess you I probably implicate yourself shooting if it doesn't work because it just <laughs> proves their point. Yeah. I know. God. Man, all right. Uh, when wins uh, the next time you get more information on this? Do you get any? You say this thing could take like a year to resolve. Is there anything in the works right now that you might get more information soon? So I will get the submission the lawyer draws up for my approval before we send it off at the end of this month. Yeah, and then, then it just goes wait. off, and they get to it when they get to it. And apparently, it'll take a while because they are quite literally saying no to every person they can say no oh, to. God. Well. Godspeed, man. This is all really yeah, frustrating to hear. And I, I, again, to American listeners, which is the vast majority of, of our audience, 
I, it's very comforting to think, oh, this is just some faraway thing in Australia. That's their problem to deal with. The people who want to do exactly what he's talking about are an inch away from power, not only in Washington, D.C., but in many state houses uh, and many localities. And if you're serious about your right to, if you're serious about these principles, even if you don't own any guns, we have to defend this at, at every step. We have to defend every inch. And that means opposing all the bump stock bullshit. It means opposing their stupid background check expansions. It means opposing every little thing they want to do to diminish our rights, to bring us closer to exactly what he's talking about. And I, I hate to, I hate the fact that I'm hearing this because your rights are being violated in a completely tyrannical way. But I do hope that that people who might not take this that seriously or think like, oh, I don't, I don't really care about guns. We have to take this seriously. Or we're all yeah. going to be in that exact same yeah. situation. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to practice learning how to use handcuffs now. So when they come and take me off to the gulag, <laughs> I can actually operate the handcuffs for the incompetent fucks that come and pick me up. Well, I don't know what the Australian legal system says about that sort of thing. But as far as I'm concerned, natural law is uh, completely supportive of that arrest that you make. So uh, yeah. go for it. Anyway, <laughs> they, they've taken your property at this point. They, they're thieves. They have. Yeah, yeah they have they taken have. my property. Oh, anyway, you're never going to get it back. Wait, one last thing, Matt, yeah. stop being a pussy. Call Lydia and get on Tim Pool. They've put the invitation out. All you need to do is contact and they'll say yes. And I guarantee you with the coverage you'll get from that, I... it'll bring you closer to your hit piece than you've ever been. That's true. That would be classic if I got the hit piece through Tim Pool. <laughs> <laughs> that would what be a better chance of getting it through him than anyone else. Yeah. Because uh, anyone that goes on his channel is getting it now. Liz, I, I have no excuse. I could make that message tonight, to your point. I just, I have my principles about not inviting myself onto platforms. But to your point, they it was an on-air invitation. I just don't know if people mean it sincerely when they say it publicly on air. I Apparently, I, that is the way they invite people. Like, they're famous enough that they say, hey, we'll have this guy on, and then it's up to you to contact them and say, hey, I heard you're interested. Yeah. Well, then we got to go to. I agree. Then we got to go to the East Coast and figure it out. But they fly you out. They do everything. I hear they give you fluffers on road. It's all all paid for. Hmm. All right, your advice is noted. Thank all you, right, man. guys. See you later. Appreciate Bye. it. I do have an update uh, on the Rakita thing. Yes, and we'll have to catch up with chats here quickly. Thanks for your patience, guys. But I, I want to figure out exactly what's going on with Rakita here. So he has posted an update within the last hour or so to his locals page. And it reads, it's brief, but uh, it says, I'm still gathering information about this. But yes, my YouTube channel has been deleted at present. I have not been given any specific reason. My partner manager is working on this and it has been escalated way up the chain. I'm not entirely sure what my plan for tonight is at the moment. I assume his his stream this evening. I believe I'll be on a very big show tomorrow morning. So somebody has booked him to talk about this, it sounds like. The amount of support is melting my phone battery, and I appreciate that very much. I'm asking people to make sure they share my multiple channels, Rumble, Odyssey, Twitch. Not 100% sure everything will where everything will be or what will happen. As always, I will post here on the Locals page as I intend to do. Keep the chat open from the previous live stream for people to discuss in the meantime. Wednesday nights are always busy for me. I'd have to take care of home stuff first, of course. We'll update when I can. Okay, so not a lot of specific information available, but... Um, I, I will uh, obviously if, if you're if you're looking to find out uh, find information on Rakita, I would suggest his locals page. Then it seems like that's where he's going to post it. And you might be able to find him on a high profile show in the morning. This reminds me, though, too. One thing I don't say often enough that I want people to be aware of. 
uh, on the homepage of my website, mattchristiansonmedia.com, I have a couple of uh, boxes where you can sign up for email uh, email newsletters. I do one a week that's just my content for the week, and you can get it to your inbox. But there's a second one, again, bottom of the homepage, mattchristiansonmedia.com, that I reserve only for deplatformings. So I'm not going to send you a bunch of spam. Really? I'm not going to send you a bunch of garbage that you don't want to see. It's just if our if something like this happened to my channel... I would be able to tell oh, to you your channel. I thought you meant just in general. Uh, no, no, no. It's just for it's it's, that makes it's sense. something like this um, happened. You can you can sign up there and I will we never, would never get email kicked you. off of Rumble, though. Uh, no, but if we were kicked off YouTube, people might not realize why. Um, so it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. <laughs> I can dream. Uh, but I just want people to be aware of that resource. If you're looking for the content and it's not there, always head on over to the website. I'll post an update there, mattchristensonmedia.com. And if you'd like that news delivered to your inbox, instead, there are mechanisms for that. So uh, thank you for uh, if you decide to sign up for that. And thanks for the support for the show, obviously. And if I learn more about Rakita in the next hour or hour and a half, I will update that as well. But let's catch up with our chats in the meantime. Sure. Let me refresh this. Wait, did you tell me not to refresh this? You have to do it with the button that is on the right, page. On the page. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We do left off what? Uh, did we read Ryan or Liberty I read Bell? Liberty Bell. Okay. Incompetent hands. Uh, who wins by a larger margin, DeSantis or Abbott? DeSantis has incredible enthusiasm. However, Beto is gawky Trudeau, but instead of ridiculous blackface and theories of scandalous conception, Beto is just. A mic with a DUI? Uh, a mic with a DUI? Does, oh, Beto does have a... Beto... Now this is over my head. Beto has a DUI or does he not? This sounds vaguely familiar. I'm trying to remember. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Refresh Was it in my college memory. or something? Not only did he have a DWI crash in 1998, he tried to flee the scene. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. This is uh, when he was a much younger man. But yeah, significant event. Eric Burns Marsh. Um, I watch Christmas movies all year uh, just to tick off Amanda Marcotti. Wednesday show is better. Hatchack Wednesday show is better. Now, <laughs> nobody thinks this. the Wednesday show is better. I don't want to hear any more of these lies. I find Thank that you. offensive. Anna <laughs> Hitch. Just to add to the confession topic, priests are authorized by Christ since the apostles, the first priest to hear confessions. Read John 20 to 22, 24. Hmm. Okay. We're not, uh, we're coming up on that in the Bible study. So perhaps are I you? will. Perhaps I will uh, make note of that when we get there. We're not quite that far. Um, Kledge Fenrir says, seems Nick got a got few bar com- complaints against him. OK. So that would be his uh, the like a bar association in whatever state he's in. I, I don't know what state he's in, but that would that sounds those to report- me that would be like a professional D platform. Yeah, yeah. Like, those, those reporting him didn't know he would see their names on the report, so didn't like that he showed that. Ah, uh, um, hearing that's a source of the, for the banning. Okay, so someone I, tried to get him disbarred in whatever state he's operating, and he got what some paperwork on that and said, "Look at these jackasses." Yeah, and and I guess doxed. They them. probably mass reported him. That's interesting. Well, <laughs> it's not like YouTube has. YouTube's rules on doxing are very selectively enforced. And um, I understand why you would want to have protections for private people who didn't ask for 
mass exposure in that way. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, if you if you submit a report to a state agency like that, do you have an expectation of privacy? No, you don't. Hmm. Why would they just assume that it was going to be anonymized? Yeah, I don't know. And maybe different states handle that differently. Maybe you. But but I but I let's put it this way. If you're going to make an accusation against someone that would try to ruin their professional career. I don't think it's necessarily fair for that to be anonymous on the principle that you have a right to face your accuser in, say, a criminal context. Yeah, this isn't criminal, but it's something similar. If you're going to accuse me of something in a way that's going to ruin my life, I should have the right to know who is accusing me of what. And this is part of that. Right. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. I wonder if that's um, I wonder if that's what happened. We can circle back. All right. Uh, we will come back to your chats uh, at the bottom of the hour. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, oh, I didn't check on D-Live, um, but we are I'll have to just too. circle back with okay. you. All right. Let's get back into the calls. I'll try to be a little more efficient. Appreciate your patience, everybody. Rusty, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Oh, there we go. Sorry about the uh, delay, but you're loud and clear now. No problem. Technology isn't a grand well, uh, Discord is a thing of its own, too, on top of all of that. <laughs> What's on your mind? Uh, I, I thought I had, I had a good story for you. I thought you guys would be willing to hear how I, sure. I experienced a relative uh, getting Godwin's Law in, in real life. Uh, Godwin's Law, uh, refresh my memory. It's escaping me at the moment. This, is this the, the Hitler thing? Where, yes, every, every okay. discussion eventually uh, goes into Nazis or Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, I was. Uh, this goes back, you know, twenty twenty. I was one of the people that was completely against all of the craziness that they were trying to do with COVID from the very beginning, and people were saying, "Oh, you're congratulations! You, you are you are an elite. <laughs> you. you are an elite uh, intellectual." Uh, <laughs> anyway. It doesn't feel like it. Most people are like, "Where's that crazy guy?" <laughs> well. Uh, let's let me so to put it sincerely people that saw it clearly from the start i have uh it, it was a big shit test and you passed the shit test and yeah. you should be proud of that <laughs> so you didn't fall for it at all from like day one basically yes good we had about two weeks where we were speak for yourself i knew this was bullshit day one i was Go back pregnant and listen. <laughs> pregnant hypochondriac i mean it's it's amazing that i didn't fall for this yeah that's fine i do give people a buffer until like my cutoff is like May of 2020. If you hadn't that figured is, it out yeah. by May, yeah, then yeah. you have something to reflect upon. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, I fully understand that. Uh, anyway, sorry, I don't. I don't mean to derail your story. Nope. Go on. No, no problems. Uh, so basically, I had uh, as a family relation that I thought was friendly. We were we'd have discussions probably once or twice a week, and then that probably about January this year, right around, right around the time when, you know, the anniversary of the uh, coup almost, you know, was coming about. Hmm. Uh, we were having a discussion. He was kind of really condescending with me about things. And uh, basically uh, I, I've, I've said some stuff about Fauci and what should be done to him. You know, <laughs> the, Who yeah. hasn't? Yeah. We all the, big bird you know, costumes all bird, around. Sticky bird. I went a little further and said okay. he's such a sports fan. He should be drawn as a quarterback. You know, if you want to dig in. Well, he. Bit. I. I. I've seen his. Uh, his pitching arm when he. <laughs> I. I got to say. Uh, I've seen. I don't know. I. I he might have a chance. Uh, maybe not in the NFL, <laughs> but uh, maybe in uh, 
I don't know, the arena league or whatever the, the secondary <laughs> leagues are these days. Anyway, sorry, drawing out the, jo- the joke Anyways. way too far. Carry on. No, no problem. No problem. <laughs> so anyway, some of those things, you know, kind of out there, but I just look at, you know, the guy has destroyed businesses and lives and livelihoods. Yeah. So I'm like, you, you know, yeah, and, and he's lied about it the entire time and made apparently five million off of it. So it's just yeah. like, well. <laughs> so, you know, then so the con- the condescending conversation was kind of you know and it-, it led to he tried asking me about january 6th mm-hmm. and i was like it's entirely bullshit i'm like it- this is you know <laughs> i'm like this is the fed operation it's been the entire it was like you know uh so that led into that i i'm it wasn't that i'm I- i'm too i'm being fooled by conspiracy theorists and extremists Okay. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that was my response too. I'm like, I, I I'd sent him some of your stuff, Matt. I'd never sent him anything of blonde, so I didn't understand. Oh shit! Extremist stuff came from. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> D- was I called an extremist in this arrangement? Uh, no, but you were probably a s- extremist adjacent, to be my guess. Okay. I uh. <laughs> okay. Um. I I I'd be curious. Any specific criticisms levied? Uh, that's where I tried giving. Ex- I was like, okay. Because, you know, he's like, you know, basically telling me I'm li- listening to the wrong information. I'm like, okay, okay. so tell yeah. me where I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, I was like, tell me where I'm wrong. So the response I got was, well, I haven't looked into it. Of course. But I know oh, you're yeah. wrong. Of course. That, that's that's familiar. <laughs> I haven't looked into like, it, but I know you're wrong. Well put. Yeah, it was it was it was great. I thought it was fantastic. That's a great comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like I just tried. You know, I've. Just tried them. The, the news media is, you know, how many times do they need to lie before you'll, you know, figure out that they lie about everything? And, and the one I go to, even though it seems, you know, small, is how much they lie about PewDiePie on on YouTube. I'm just like PewDiePie. They called they called him a Nazi. The Washington. Oh, that's right. Poster. Yeah. Has, has yeah, PewDiePie years. disappeared, or why no, have I not still, thought about PewDiePie him. for like a year? I he's totally in a marriage f- bubble. He's. I, oh. I think he's doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's in Japan now. I basically I just use an example as like here's a guy that is just some shit poster on YouTube. Yeah. And they got to, you know, smear him. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's plenty of other examples to go through, but it's just, you know, that's the oddball one. It's like why? Yeah. And, you know, so the basically the one example that he he gave me is cuz I cuz I said about the sticky bird person uh costume <laughs> yeah. is yeah. he was like well, uh, you know, that was actually deadly. I'm like, where'd you hear that? Well, I saw it on an HBO show. Oh, it was really violent. On. Didn't they do I'm some like, uh, Big Bird costumes in John Adams? Uh, yeah, I, except yeah, they they used, yeah, they killed people with it. And, and it even like, uh, well, there was, was a minor was point. Pine tar. That was a minor yeah. point of dispute I had with the Patriot, because when <laughs> Gabriel Heath Ledger's character is reading the news, uh, the newspaper that prompts them to go to the south to Charleston. It, the news is somebody was fatally tarred and feathered yeah. and that and there's no record of that. It's I'm not saying it never happened, but there's no record of anybody dying from a big bird costume in the somebody colonial era. Somebody surely would have had to die. Nobody did. Yeah. Yeah. How could you well, live? No, you, you would it, just be burned terribly. Your no, no. Life. That's the whole point no, of the tar. It, is it tar? Yeah. Is it, 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 it gets that tar. It has a very low, it's a low temperature Melting at point. which it becomes, uh, yeah, necess- necessarily sticky. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, you might yep. get like it's a mess and your your skin can blister 
But as far as dying, yeah. that never happened, if, at least on the record in the colonial era. Ah, wow. Yeah. yeah, it's not asphalt tar. It's not the black tar. It's actually so. It was kind of no big deal. It really boats. is a big mess that might cause some blistering and is really more just embarrassment. Which we need, like the pillory in the town square, okay? (laughs) That's fair for Dr. Fauci. Pillory in the town square, everyone gets one tomato and maybe a kick in the nuts. That's fair. Interesting. So you're saying like more TNF. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, more Big Bird costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, they're not lethal. It's just Big Bird costumes (laughs) can be a metaphor for public embarrassment. And if, if only for fear of public embarrassment, our politicians and our bureaucrats in D.C., they need to be afraid of that. Yeah, they, they need should. to be taught yes. a le- an embarrassing lesson for their misconduct. And they aren't Dr. Fauci. Uh, that was the I just posted this morning. I don't know if you saw the news blonde. Dr. Fauci just gave the bat virus guy, Peter Dajic, a new <laughs> grant of six hundred thousand dollars to study more bat viruses on the Chinese border. With how much money or whose money? With the NIAID's money, in fact, in other words, all shameless. Yes, they don't care. And if you look at the grant application now approved, it says this is necessary to protect us from bat viruses. That, and it's and it says they might find the origin of COVID nineteen. They're going to find the real bat that caused. Yeah, really. They're they're just mocking us, and they're talk about Fauci getting rich. He does. What do you think Peter Dajic's net worth is without Fauci and without all of us awarding these contracts? Yeah. Wow. It, they, it, they just truly don't care what we think about big this. bird costumes. All right. I'm not saying they need to die. Okay. Just big bird. <laughs> God, costumes. I am. This is, this is high treason. <laughs> big bird costumes no, no, no. and a you refund plus interest. Come on now. <laughs> someone needs we to, want, someone needs to illustrate a very YouTube. Yeah, really. We, re- we don't want to get Rakita. Yeah, that's true. It's a bad night for that. But I am in favor of a, of a very realistic illustration of Dr. Fauci playing quarterback. I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, after after those discussions, then he, he laid the whopper on at, at the end of the conversation. It's like, well, you know. This is how the Nazis came about. Oh, come what? on. What's how the Nazis came about? Yeah. January 6th? Well, no, because of the. The the thought, the conspiracy theories and the extremists, you know, that's how they came. It's like, I didn't, I didn't go any further. That was about where I ended the conversation. Cause I was anti-government conspiracy theorizing is what yeah, led I to know. Hitler. I, that's, that was, that was the thing that, that, uh, uh you know, he does know that Hitler me. was a democratically elected, uh, leader that was beloved. Uh, by apparently people. not. <laughs> Why does nobody know that? Anti-government skepticism didn't do very well in that era. As far as I understand, actually, I, no. that's what I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was anti-banker sentiment that led to the rise of Hitler. Uh, yeah, that's one way to put it, I suppose. It is one way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the, the, the final kicker was about a week later because I, I stopped calling him. I'm yeah. waiting for him to like, you know, he wants to re-engage and, you know, apologize, that kind of thing. I'll let that. Well, but, and That's so weak, though. It, it's just as soon as somebody starts talking about Hitler, I'm like... I'm I I can't deal with you. I'm too tired. Unless they say Hitler was cool, then it's like <laughs> let's be friends. No, you have to think that that's probably some Fed boy shit because yeah, you know yeah people the, that the are truly on the far fed, right fed, think Fed 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, all well, right. About a week later, final final thing. Yeah, about sure. a week later, he he called my wife when he was really drunk, and he was basically like. Uh, your husband's mad at me for some reason. 
Doesn't he, uh, he understand trying... that that's how, how old is no, this man? Apparently not. Well, no, but but uh, but alcohol is what what led to Hitler. Did you explain that? Yeah, to him? totally. <laughs> he needs to. Well, know. He also said he also tried discussing with her. It's like, well, you know, what? How how do you feel about him not being vaccinated? Do do you yeah, have so to have this discuss- person in your life? This is so lame. No, no, I, ha- I haven't really spoken with him for <laughs> quite a while. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for the story and Godspeed. I is, seriously speaking, if he comes back to you and has a change of heart, I hope you guys are able to uh, resolve. I've, I've had that experience a few times and it's actually pretty cool. So maybe It'd you'll have nice, changed a month. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or maybe not. Maybe it won't happen at all. Anyway. I doubt it. Thank well, you. Good man. talking have- to you. Have a good night. You Why does everyone want to talk about Hitler? There needs to be less talk of Hitler and more talk of Pinochet. Hmm. Well, uh, I guess we could we could meet on the shared anti-communist sentiments. Pinochet, there's a man. I don't know much there. about Pinochet. I know the memes. I know the helicopter ride concept, but I don't know. I don't know much much more than that. He subdued an entire population of communists by just killing like a few hundred of them. Hmm. That is true power and and leadership right there. Well, uh, I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to leave that right there in the interest of not joining the Rakita <laughs> band club tonight. I'm saying I'm, what I'm saying is positive. You don't have to kill all the communists. <laughs> ah, thank you for clarification. Susan appreciates it. Uh, Tom, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing? Hi, Tom. We're well. How are you? Good. Uh, before I forget, because uh, the last time I talked to you, I forgot to mention it. Uh, Halloween idea. I don't know if you've decided yet. Uh, I I just decided I'm going to go as tarred and feathered Fauci. I decided five minutes ago. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, here, here was my idea anyway. Yeah, please. I, I have not decided, actually. So I welcome your idea. All right. Matt and Blonde coming back from the year 2050. Matt and hmm. Blonde from the future. Okay. So, How would you, you do? Know, it doesn't even have to be the same future. One could be from a dystopian future. One could be from a utopian future. See, can it be from a future I, where I still look exactly like this? There you go. That'd be utopian. Easy costume. That's hard to. That sounds more like a concept of things we would talk about than a costume, though. How do you costume that? Well, I don't know. Uh, just think of uh, Doc Brown coming back from the from the future. To, you know to. to uh, See Marty in in twenty. Uh, I guess it was nineteen eighty five. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, okay. You something, but I mean, yeah. you just you could be like you know in in camos or something, and and just you know, <laughs> oh, the world has been hell for the past fifteen years or fifty years. Somehow and, uh, survived the Civil War, Matt. Yeah, really? That could be that. Yeah. Some the Gay War, not the Civil War. The Gay War. Lori Lightfoot's <laughs> Gay War. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's that's. There's certainly a concept there, but I just, I wonder the difficulty of costuming it. I'd have to put yeah, a lot of thought to, into that. You'd have to pick up some, uh, some lines too. So, you know, like you have yeah. to, to game out what actually happened in the, right. in the, the next 20, 30 years. Yeah, it'd have to be like a whole, it'd have to be a whole bit. There'd have to be a whole, it'd be scripting involved or something. I can't commit right. to this. Well, yeah. you know, or, or you could swing it, you know. Sorry, all, all we do is just tranny costumes. I know we're going to get reduced <laughs> to that. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'll be a tranny of some kind. You can yeah, count totally. on that. Didn't you? You only did that once. No, I did. Well, the first year we went as each other. So that basically counts. And the, sec, uh, the second time we did it, I was. Uh, what was the name of the, the tranny that freaked out at GameStop? 
Macho um, Man. I was Macho, macho Man. man. But I did it with the full Randy Savage Macho Man costume. That was a really good costume. Well, and by that time, my wife was here, so she actually did a fantastic job on the makeup. I was a very pretty tranny. You can go back and see. I feel like we need to utilize her skill set. Last year, not as much. She just, remember, I wore bat face, so she just painted my face straight black. That was bold. I I still low-key can't believe you did that. I can't believe that there was no flack for it. I... Obviously, it was tongue in cheek. It's not blackface. It's bat face. But can I go as the Little Mermaid, but in blackface? Ooh, there. Hmm. <laughs> There's an idea. That's pretty risky, though. And you can be blackface Prince Eric. Oh yeah. Are they making him black in that movie? I don't know. Oh. All right. Uh, do you have any more uh, contributions, Halloween or otherwise, Tom? <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Uh, no, no. I just, um, the other thing, sometimes I just this is a throw-off comment. Sometimes I have a love-hate relationship with watching videos, okay, of people that I'm critical of. Now, like sometimes there'll be a, you'll see a, a headline. I'll say Kamala Harris did this, and it's like, do I really want to hear what she fucked up this time? You know, <laughs> it's like. Uh, do I really want to hear it? That's just going to be more bashing. I don't like her, but do I really want to hear this? Yeah, it's abusive. Uh, yeah. Are you talking Us about reading the news is abusive to ourselves? I hope everybody realizes that. <laughs> are you talking about like the original clip of her saying something? Or are you talking about someone's analysis of it? You, yeah, usually someone analysis because huh. you know sometimes they actually get kind of mean, and and that huh. that kind of turns me off when you know. Okay, you can criticize, but. Sometimes they just get really mean about it. And, You're turned off by meanness, but you like to listen to this show? What the hell? Yeah, but... <laughs> I, well, sometimes sometimes I do have a problem with, with the way that you guys talk about people. We'll try to be more, more polite. But, and, and, you know, but it's so Matt, funny. Matt, Matt is so fair-minded that it's almost impossible for me to, to disagree with Matt. But well, I did true. say that Lizzo looked like a giant shit stuffed in a condom. That was pretty yeah. mean. And that has racial undertones, too. <laughs> so who, before we let you go, who in particular do does it upset you that we um, criticize? Huh. Oh, I can't think of anybody offhand now. But, you know, just... Maybe okay, just... Okay, so, I mean... Uh, the Vice President Kamala Harris... Whew, boy. Momentary lapse there. Uh, <laughs> well... something stupid. And it, it's it's like, okay, let me hear what she has to say, how she messed it up. But then they, then they, some people, you guys don't do it, but some people just go, how much she's a moron. And, no, and- I, I, I hear you. Um, it's not that I am in, in, it's not that insults bother me, but if it is in place of analysis, if, if insults yeah. replace the argument, then that doesn't work. Uh, yeah but, okay that, that, but with okay. somebody like kamala harris do we really have to take down her from like a philosophical standpoint because it's 98 percent comedy anyway just on its face well, you know and she she does it all herself it's not like you even have to analyze it you just you just listen to it it's like what what like what she's so saying? dumb and incompetent that do i even have to go through the, all the all the trouble of talking about why she's wrong nobody cares about yeah, that i i agree you people know, just care about her dinosaur neck which was People a chat were right, by the way. I didn't really notice. 
But uh, I looked more after the stream and at the end of the stream. And then when I was eating dinner that night, my wife and I were talking about it. Something this is legit dinosaur. There is yeah. something weird with her neck. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even notice in the photo until yeah. the chat started talking about it. I know, right? Hmm. Well, we got to let you go. But thank you, Tom. Thanks. All right, hey, guys, have a good week. You too. You as well. Thank you. If I'm not okay. mean, I don't have any protective mechanism. You know, I, I need it. <laughs> well, uh, I, I like I said, I agree on the principle that that reason has to come first. If you're going to go after someone, you got to explain why they're wrong. But you don't need to be so dry and so respectful that there's no no punch, no no joy, no entertainment factor. It's just yeah. But but these people are so preposterous and like we it's all the same. It's it's all the same. And so they've been reduced to ad hominem arguments because it's like I've already taken down what you're saying in one way or another. I've been doing it for seven years now. Like, do I have to talk about why what Kamala Harris does is stupid and why she's, a you know, the diversity hire and, yes. and all of this and banging her way to the top? Like, do I have to? Like talk about why yes. what what she no what I I don't it, we 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 the, we've done this ad nauseum so now I'm just going to talk about her neck well, I don't care DGAI. I would say that that we uh we do it we do what I'm talking about together you know, I'll I'll do the uh, I'll do the my principles talk and you'll say yeah that lady sucked a lot of dicks and then we'll move <laughs> on <laughs> I guess so I don't want people to think that I can't do that anymore no of course I'm just yeah. tired of doing it it's but like it's the quips. Yeah. But how many times are we going to break down the communist agenda? It's like forever I until either they lose or they kill me. Those but it might are... be more effective just to um, hurt these people's feelings. I don't know. I think they're I think they're pretty well immune to that. I don't know. Women uh, women are never immune to like being taken down about their age or physical appearance. Mm. It's it's a highly effective shame strategy. All right, you heard nagging. it here. Everyone go to Kamala Harris's Twitter account right now and say, what the fuck's up with your dinosaur neck, bitch? You and old eventually, whore. <laughs> <laughs> eventually she will have quit. to she'll have to address this and we will emerge in a utopia of prosperity on the other side. She was kind of a hot piece of ass back in the day, though, I got to say. All right. We got to get to our last caller because I know that uh, you got to be out of here on something of a tight timeline tonight. So we'll get Juggernaut uh, Juggernaut's call going and I will evaluate this preposterous claim that Kamala Harris was once a, quote, hot piece of ass. She was. Juggernaut. Lily Brown jailed all over her face, I'm sure. <laughs> What's up? Juggernaut, are you there? I am here. Dangerous wants to apologize uh, for uh, not showing up. No, that was... <laughs> Oh, he, has, okay. he, he, he got has nothing here on time. to apologize for. He was here to do his job. Uh, I just at first, I don't know. I just I, I I didn't see him in the discord server. And for a second, I was like, oh, shit. So because he's so reliable that he must be dead if he's not here. That's yeah. really I was like, maybe he got in a horrible accident. Or something. Yeah, he, he something yeah, he terrible has happened. Bear yeah. Over in Australia. Oh, she had like a grandma haircut when she was young. OK, I'm not talking <sighs> about like real young. Look at Kamala Harris age 20 she was really pretty okay well she was okay i wouldn't say hot piece of ass anyway let me look it up juggernaut oh, Are you, you sent me the best photo and I'll, I'll put it up on screen for people to evaluate <laughs> uh what's on your mind man i wanted to check up with you matt on how you feel about the bible so far Oh, uh, we I referenced it a little bit earlier because we had another caller talking about some religious topics. But um, 
so without repeating myself too much, I don't I don't feel like most of the way through John's gospel now that that my perspective has radically changed uh, other than I've enjoyed the story of Jesus because uh, there were some pieces of it that were that I wasn't expecting. Like Jesus has some rage moments that I was not previously aware of, like walking around and flipping tables, flipping tables, flipping stuff, merchants yeah. tables and and uh, and, you know, just just being aggressive with people in a way that uh, my perception of Jesus as someone who had not put a lot of serious thought as an adult into the story, uh, not necessarily the passive pacifist he is constantly characterized as, although, you know, certainly you could say that the, the certain episodes are maybe few and far between, but uh, Jesus has some rage moments and that has kind oh, yeah. of, kind of surprised me. Um, but as far as my perspective on, how all of this ties into uh, the moral framework of the world, which is why what I'm here to figure out. I don't know that those dots have been connected for me, but I'm like two thirds of the way through one gospel. So I, I, I don't think it's fair and I don't mean to imply, well, this hasn't changed my mind drastically yet. Three months in. Well, not a, what has in my life. Very few things change my mind in an instant. Even That's my political true. evolution. There's a spark here or there that gets me thinking and then months later, I come around to a new idea. So still interested. I still find value in it and I'm still going to keep doing it. So I think that tells you all you need to know about, I suppose, my trajectory, if not any sort of formal declaration of opinion change or title change or something like that. Yeah, well, I was wondering if you had drawn any parallels to what is happening in the story with what is happening today. I try to resist that, at least in the discussion in the Bible study. And again, if people want to listen to the Bible study, you can check out the Bible study page on the website. It's available as a podcast if you can't participate live. But all the information uh, is available on the Bible study page linked from the home the homepage. But I try to I try to keep the discussion that we have as Bible focused as possible and not resist well, my what temptation about the other to way around. Like you you listen to in, on the Bible study and. Then on the Sunday show, you thought, yeah. oh, yeah, this is kind of like that story. Well, yeah, I I, I suppose you, you start applying those concepts naturally. Uh, so the, the, the trouble for me is I automatically apply those those principles and those lessons to current news. And I don't want the experience for myself or for everybody else to be like a news. Ex- I don't want it to be political analysis. I want it to be very Bible focused. So I actually have to stop myself <laughs> from doing that because I don't want to. I don't want to make it a current events type thing, um, but I, I wouldn't say that I'm interpreting news currently through a biblical lens necessarily. But the more that you read and think about these things, the more you'll naturally apply uh, those concepts to what's going on presently, I think. Did you have uh, more thoughts or more questions? I do, but I can't articulate them. <laughs> okay. Well, I hate to I hate to leave you. We are a little bit tight on time, so I'll probably have to let you it's go. It's okay. But, uh, Maybe I'll bring it up again. Sure. Uh, thank you for the inquiry, and uh, I appreciate the interest. So uh, perhaps we'll talk about it again next time. Have a good night. You as well. Good night. Um, I don't have Skype on my computer, so I, c- I can only send this through the chat. Uh, the chat being what? Zoom. Uh, I could do that. Yeah. All right. What are you sending? Oh, the Kamala picture. Sorry, my yeah. mind. Uh, I, I could put that up. Yeah.
Little fox here. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's see. Let it's confusing because she's in a picture with a bunch of friends, but she's she looks pretty good. Let me grab this. And I'm not Hold into on. black chicks, but still. <laughs> there's no picture in here. There, there's a bunch of pictures in here. This is a Time article. It's like, well, which oh, picture? Whoops. I sent the wrong one. Hold on. Okay. This is the one I meant to send. My bad, everybody. I'm sure everybody's waiting with bated breath to see this. Oh, I will okay. put it up on the screen for everyone to evaluate. Look at this um, first picture. She's the one on the left. There's no picture so, of this one either. There's a video. This, there's so many pictures. Scroll down. Oh, this first picture that's kind of dark. Yeah, the one on the left. That's a hot that's piece her. of ass. Yeah, she's real pretty. And then scroll what down, the top f- left. Top left. She's she like hiding behind her. Uh, no. You got to tell me that she which was... picture is the one to put up on the screen for everyone to evaluate. This one of her on the train is probably better. She's like hiding behind a bunch of her friends in that one. She's not hiding. She's just standing behind them. Good. Stop making me defend Kamala Harris. You can't even see the hot piece of ass. It's hiding behind everyone else. Listen, I think she she had a pretty face and she was working with some goods in in her trunk. I think she was a real hot hot lady when she was young. Sorry for the technical issue here, guys. I uh, have blocked off half my face with with your uh, video here. Let me see if I can get that back to normal. My apologies. Uh, okay. So cute. Who knew the woman she would become? What the hell's going on here? There we go. Okay. Now I got to get this up on the screen. Let me, uh, <laughs> so many technical difficulties just to evaluate all of this. Let's see if I can pull that off. I know we all hate her, but this is an objectively good looking woman. This is, this is her top. This is blonde's top pick photo. And I know for people listening later on the audio, that's not super useful, but I can, <laughs> if you really want to investigate, so I don't leave you hanging, look up uh, Google Senator Kamala Harris's friends on her upbringing. She was one to not let anyone tell her who she was. It's a bizarre <laughs> that is, headline that's the title of the, that is a clunky title, but it's an art. It's an ABC article from August 11th, 2020 Senator Kamala Harris's friends on her upbringing. She was one to not let anyone tell her who she was. Look up that article, scroll down. There's a picture of her with her friends on some, some type of train. Wow. You guys all think she was unattractive. And this is her freshman year at Howard university. I'm not saying like, Oh wow. Look at that uh, hideous witch. But that is, no, I think I, she was really pretty. And there is no way I would, I would double take this chick at all. Well, I probably wouldn't, uh, but that's a racial thing. So <laughs> thank you for your honesty. My God, <laughs> by the way, she doesn't count as black. It's what you, it's what you have against Jamaicans and Indians. Oh, that's true. Well, if you want me to go there, go oh, no, there. The, the Jamaicans, they're not the, the, um, the mud eaters are, those are, that's Haitians. Mud eaters. That's a new yeah, one. They eat those um, mud cakes. They eat mud. They do in Haiti, but it's because a lot of people have some form of pica and they're getting some kind of like, I think iron rich nutrient from the mud. Hmm. Brittany Venti got banned for making Haitian mud cakes on. Um, oh, I didn't on know channel. that. That's yeah. She's, uh, I think she's part Haitian. So I'll tell you what, for people who listen to this audio later, I'm going to link this news article in the podcast description if you want to. I can't to. believe that nobody's with me here. <laughs> no I, one is with me. Hot piece of ass is not what I would say. No. Yeah, totally. Totally. No. She has Ronald McDonald's haircut, too. Okay, this is it's, not. Oh, it's an exceptionally bad series of haircuts. <laughs> I, that's why it took me so long to find that picture. Yeah. That's the best haircut that I could find. 
Yeah, that's saying something, isn't it? Mud pie. That's what it was. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. I didn't know there was literal mud pie. I thought mud pie was a chocolate dessert. Well, in America it is. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I promised you that we would stay on time because I know you got to be out of here at a certain time, but we've wasted 10 minutes talking about Kamala Harris's hot piece. 8.30. I have to be out of here at know, the but, time that our show normally ends. But uh, we also have a bunch of questions to get through. We do. It's not – the list isn't too crazy. Um, okay. Charlie. Um, once again, people sent me like really long questions, so I had to pare some of these down. Also, I didn't have time to review some of them, so you might want to read them ahead for racism. Uh, Charlie, <laughs> do you think that the right has a problem with projecting all their ideals onto a political character, be it Trump, DeSantis, mm. Maloney, or Truce, um, only to be utterly disappointed and ultimately disillusioned after they fail to live up to those unrealistic expectations? Yes, but don't. I don't know if that's a, a unique problem to the right. I think that uh, generally people are idealistic when it comes to politicians of all belief systems, right? Um, cause we have all these problems and we feel like with representative democracy, like we're going to be heard if our politicians act appropriately. And so we project all of these expectations on them, but, but none of us, except for maybe uh, me have realistic expectations about how much you can actually accomplish in politics and through representative democracy. So yeah, this is a problem. Oh, good for you. <laughs> but this is a left-wing problem too. Everybody does this. Except no, I, I agree. I was just I'm laughing at the everyone except for me. <laughs> yeah. And legal man and a yeah. handful of other people yeah. that have totally given up. No, uh, um, but I, I agree with your point that I don't think this is a uniquely right wing conservative thing. I think that it's sort of a problem from that perspective, though, because whether you you're libertarian, conservative, whatever sort of government skeptic or small government ideology you may subscribe to. What's supposed to be inherent to that ideology is that no one person can solve all of our problems and yeah. keeping authority minimized only to its necessary roles is supposed to be what the whole ideology or the whole political viewpoint is built on. So when we betray that and think there's some Superman who's not only going to solve all our problems, but go to Washington, D.C. and solve everyone's problems, that's a yeah. huge mistake. And uh, it, I think it would be better. Uh, I mean, it'd be better if everyone, regardless of ideology, came together on the idea that there are no super there are no super men. There are certainly no super women and you should never vote for them. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you, you should you should make your vote. It doesn't mean that that there aren't better leaders than others, but we shouldn't be sending these people to centralized power centers expecting that they're going to flip the switch and fix everything. We need to yeah. need to. um Localize power. We all need to, to remember that if there's something in your life that you don't like, the best person to fix it is you. And then maybe your family, then maybe mm -hmm. your community, your neighborhood, then maybe your city. We've we've in, inverted the I don't know what you'd call it, the hierarchy of problem solvers. You could call it something yeah. like that instead of going to the to the local people to fix the problems. We ha we go automatically to the federal government and think that mm -hmm. it's going to be some top down fix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Ineptius says, "What is the morality of a draft, and what do you think men here in Russia should do if they get a draft letter?" That's an interesting one. Uh, I don't know how to answer this because I don't think that you can compel people to fight to the death for their country. I think that's unethical. Is it? Uh, trying to think i think this through in essence it is it is 
seizing ownership of someone's property in the form of their body and their labor against their consent against their consent. Yeah. Um, man, do, do we have a moral right to do that now? I think that for every fighting age man, there may be a a moral obligation or responsibility to step up and and fight for your country if needed or fight for your family or whatever the circumstances may be. But does that mean that we have a right as a society to capture these people and effectively put a gun to their heads and make them do it? Right. Yeah. On those principles, for me to be consistent, I would have to oppose the draft. But I also understand that that perspective might put us at a disadvantage in some sort of serious military conflict. That's the thing. And what about the necessity, which it's, it's undeniably necessary at certain points throughout history. I guess the best I could say is if the war itself was so obviously necessary, that it was a matter of the survival or the death of our country, that fighting age men would step up to do it. I guess that's how I would get out of that. But, but I, for me, to be honest, I have to acknowledge if, if you don't have some mechanism of force there, you do risk having a, uh, well, a fighting force that's just not strong enough to meet the moment. Yeah. But does that mean that I would be justified? I'm, I guess this might be people might consider this a preposterous statement. Maybe it is. But what what is the moral or philosophical difference between that and enslaving a person? Yeah. Little. I mean, you I tr- you treat them well, I suppose. We're not going to abuse them. Well, you treat them as well as you can when you send them off to die. But you get what I mean. You're not whipping them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me to say, on what principle of morality is it different to capture a person and force them to work the field? How is that different to if I capture them and force them to charge, uh, to 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 charge the hill or something like that? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Uh, and his question was, what should you do um, if you get the draft? Letter. Well, uh, uh, as, as I just described, I, I can't articulate the principles I just did and say it would be wrong to be a conscientious objector. I think that you're within your rights to do that. Mm-hmm. However, I can't imagine your treatment will be kind in Russia. So that has to be factored into the equation. Yeah. Uh, Joshua, oh, am I up next? No, oh, no, it's me. Okay. Um, Hi, Matt and Blonde. Do you think Carrie Lake will become the governor of Arizona? I don't know very much about this. Depends how fortified the election is. But uh, what's her? Uh, I already forgot the name of her opponent. Um, the opponent even refuses to even debate Katie Hobbs. And so you can take that one of one of two ways. Is that a sign of weakness? Uh, is that a sign of a bad candidate? Potentially. The fact that your candidate won't even engage in debate is is pretty low. However, is it also possible that there's fortification sufficient that there's just no, why would I do the debate? It only serves to damage me and I don't need the debate to win. Yeah. Now, if you're a candidate who's way ahead, sometimes debating doesn't make sense because you only stand to lose. But if the polling is to be believed, Katie Hobbs is not way ahead. They're, they're polling very closely as far as I understand. So for Katie Hobbs to refuse uh, a debate, to me, I, I get worried whenever... Democrats do these things that seem inexplicable because it implies to me there's a certain confidence behind the scenes that they don't have to engage in the process legitimately. Like they know that something is going to work out a certain way regardless. 
And I know that's just me shooting from the hip. Yeah. What evidence do you have that they're planning to cheat? I, I don't. I'm not saying that I, that I have some knowledge that they're planning to fortify once again, other than I believe there was a certain degree of fortification mechanisms in the prior election, if only because they admitted to as much in the fortification article. And if that's if there's something like that going on again, maybe maybe they're just like, eh, screw the debates. We don't care. Yeah. Oh, this one's yours. Charlie says, Blonde, if you don't care about people who don't, uh, you don't know dying in a hurricane, what's the problem with a few abortions carry out on people you don't know? Hmm. You don't need what to be, a, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, just a little bit more. You don't need to be devastated about every terrible thing that happens in the world, but have a proportional amount of sympathy. Oh, these are not the same situations. First of all, one is an act of God and the other is a moral ill that's been uh, incorporated into our culture basically at every level. Um, you know, they they get FEMA money for building up in these these repeatedly decimated areas by her by hurricane. It's like, why on earth would you live in these areas of Florida? You're going to get wiped out every 10 years in a hurricane. And like when it happens, I got to be all fucking sad about it. Why? What are you doing living there? Like we all have a certain amount of risk associated with where we live. I understand that. Sure. Um, but if you live in a hurricane zone and then there, and there's, a, there's a hurricane like. And I don't know you and I don't have any family there. Like me acting like I give a shit is just is just uh, emotionally. Well, I guess to the to the point of the question asker. If there's a fundamental value to the life, how do you not care about the life? Well, because uh, children didn't consent like babies. Babies did not consent. People that live in hurricane zones, they've consented to this to this risk assessment. I guess, uh, but it's like, what if, what if a wildfire ravages Coeur d'Alene, which is entirely possible? Then I consented to the risk of living here. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't say that I Babies don't Babies don't care. consent and I know to the risk that their mother is going to, to And kill. I know that's not a perfect analogy because we know each other, but, but I, I guess. If I were a total stranger and I died in a wildfire, I would expect you to care none about me. And I'm not hurt that you don't well, care. Well, I, 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 I have to understand what definitions we're working with here. Like, am I supposed to, I don't know, take a day off and cry about it or something like that? No, that's not going to happen. But, but Who, like I, you as you or you as a stranger? Yeah, me as a stranger. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I, I certainly would be sympathetic with that situation. And I certainly would want to support that person if they needed help. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I think that this this idea that we're supposed to extend sympathy for strangers in in faraway places where we have no emotional or familial connection is totally against like the the way that we operate as human beings. I, I wouldn't say that I, I have to operate on the fundamental premise that human life has value. And to that extent, the loss of it is going to have my sympathy. But yeah, it has my sympathy. Fine. But I'm in no way, shape or form emotionally invested in any of this. I can talk about the hurricane and be thinking about something else five seconds later. It's not affecting me emotionally unless I know somebody well, there. I think I think that that is uh Fair to say. Am I emotionally damaged by the by the hurricane? Right. Of course not. Whereas abortion just, is always emotionally damaging because we are choosing to to take out to, to take the life of a child that is not consented to any of this before they can even uh, develop, you know, begin their lives. It's it's totally unethical. Wait, wait, and somebody else is choosing that, too. But you're t just to clarify, you're saying that if you hear about an abortion in you know, somewhere 
that that is actually emotionally damaging to you in a way that the Florida hurricanes are not. Yes, totally. Yeah. What, what do you mean by like what what is the emotional damage? I am. I feel like genuine grief and sadness for the life that was was taken from that child, whereas I don't in a hurricane hmm. situation. I'm not, I don't know that I would have that exact same experience, but I suppose I grant the premise that one is, is the intentional taking of a life. The other is an act of God. There is a moral distinction there. I also grant the premise that, that I certainly in that case, um, it's the same way that I'm not going to be emotionally damaged by say someone living a well-lived life and dying at the age of 90. I'm not, it's not that I'm glad that they died or something like that, or that I laugh at it. But it, but there's a different way of experiencing that than, say, somebody who was killed when they're five years old or something like a life that yeah. was cut short is is certainly more tragic. Yeah, the only, my emotional output is triaged. <laughs> I guess the only other pushback I would have is, yes, do we all assume some risk assessment based on where we choose to live? I agree. However easier said than done for a lot of people just than just to pack up their lives and leave not only everything they have, but their families and select a supposedly safer place to live that has potentially less natural disaster. This was always on my mind when I was living in Seattle. And one of the reasons I moved Hmm. because they will experience a catastrophic uh, hurricane uh, earthquake within the next, I don't know, few decades. Right. Although it could be in one year, it could be in a hundred years, but it's going to happen. That whole city's going to get destroyed. I'd be curious to know, and I'm, and this is purely just a, a question of interest for me. I'm not um, trying to say that your premise is wrong or not, um, but I wonder what the breakdown of, uh, like, how does FEMA aid break down by natural disaster type? Is it are hurricanes way high or are they low compared to say like forest fires or earthquakes or tornadoes? I wonder, I just, I just wonder if that premise is true that, that hurricanes are a higher um, percentage of that damage. I just don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Why don't you read the next? Yeah, we'll have to move on to the next question, but uh, thank you. I lost the name, but thank you to the uh, question asker. Oh no, that was Charlie. Never mind. Thank you, Charlie. Did I close it? Sorry. Uh, I don't uh, No, I thought I got rid of it, but I didn't. I don't follow directions. Well, <laughs> why all the hate for dating or marrying single mothers? My father met my mother when she was abandoned at the hospital by the biological father of my brother. It was probably one of the best things that could have ever happened to him to have a father figure and not be thrust into an uncaring foster system. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that this is what is best for the woman and the child. Uh, sometimes, but also uh, most cases of sexual abuse within any family are from a stepfather or mother's boyfriend with their daughter or son. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you're taking a major risk by bringing a non-biological family member into a family. Uh, but if you are a single mom, the best thing you can do is marry a genuinely nice man who loves you and your child. That doesn't always happen. I'm saying that it's it's clearly bad for the man. Right. Uh, I I would agree that it is. I think it would be overbroad for me to say never do it. But for men. The situation needs to be evaluated and you need to proceed with caution. So situationally, what I mean is, as I mentioned, when we talked about this last time, a a widow is different than someone who just got knocked up and decided she didn't like her her baby daddy anymore. And the latter is what you need to watch out for, for two reasons. One, because it demonstrates that that woman is not serious 
about her evaluation of partners. She's not serious about her commitment to the father of her children. There's a lot of mistakes that were made. The other problem, and I know this sounds like a joke. It's not. When you become the father figure for another man's child, that guy wants to kill you. He definitely wants to kill you. And you, that's a dangerous situation. Now, are there circumstances in which she was genuinely abused where maybe the dad isn't dead, but she, she, he is a criminal or something like that. And she was right to leave him. Yes. That's true. Um, But it also shows like, and I understand that there are situations where women get involved with charming, narcissistic psychopaths that like pull the wool over their eyes. But in every single mother story I have heard, there have been just giant red flags that the women is the woman is choosing to ignore for one reason or another including naivete which is a personal failing like the, the woman has fucked up yeah. by big time women need to be way more discerning with their sexual partners than men do yeah uh i just uh yeah i, I think that's exactly i i agree on everything you're saying that that um to we we joke about this topic and i'm half joking half serious but for, speaking as seriously as possible from the male perspective, tread carefully. That's all. Make sure that yeah, yeah. make sure you're not dealing with a crazy woman and make sure that if you decide to enter this situation, number one, that you're prepared for the responsibility of caring for another man's child, which is a huge task. But number two, that you're prepared to do what is necessary to keep yourself and your family safe from a guy who is an automatic enemy and knows where you live totally. and totally. has a huge motivation to come and get you. And I'm glad that this happened with your mom, but like genuinely look at what your or what what your dad. Wait, he's the biological son of a different guy, right? My father met my mother when she was abandoned at the hospital by the biological biological father father of my brother. So look at your mother's behavior and what she ignored with the father of your brother, because I guarantee there is some fault there like that there definitely has to be or maybe not maybe she genuinely was a victim and and this is the sort of situation where maybe your dad was right to enter this situation again i'm not saying never but but tread carefully and perhaps your dad did i don't know the situation in this particular case be honest with yourself uh chris m hey faggots the military provides funding for transgender surgery the military is forcing people to undergo irreversible medical procedures to maintain employment and align with political values If they can fund the chop, force the jab, it stands to reason they can force the chop. Should the lipstick doctor you discussed last show be forced to commit to his identity? I mean, for for the lols, yeah. (laughs) But no, you can't compel somebody to chop off their penis. What if it's a term of the contract? Fine, I don't care. If it's a term of the contract, then uh, there's consent (laughs) and I don't really give a shit. Blonde finds principles on penis chopping, okay? That that I will... uh... I will grant it's just so permanent. <laughs> uh, fair point. All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Mr. Ed says, do liberals tie their morality with level of technology? I'm not sure really I follow understand. exactly. What, uh, what do you, th- do you follow what he means by that? Or think you follow tie their morality like the, with the singularity or something? Does morality depend on what technological advancement? Or something. I guess the best I get. I'm sorry if I'm not getting at it, Mr. Ed. And if you want to clarify, send us another question. But what bothers me about what is traditionally called the liberal or the left wing perspective on a lot of issues of fundamental rights. And I used to think some of these things when I was one of them because I I don't think I understood it 
I don't know if I, I was never as far gone as these people. But what I mean is when they say, for example, the second amendment, when the second amendment was written, all they had was, uh, you know, muzzle loader muskets. Mm-hmm. So clearly that needs to be updated with to modern technology. Well, no, the principles behind the second amendment or take any issue in the bill of rights, the principles of the fourth amendment, the principles of the first, those are actually timeless because they're based on fundamental human rights that exist regardless of technology. They're not technologically dependent. They're dependent. Your rights are dependent only on your status as a human. They're, they're inherent to that humanity. So what it actually bothers me when we think that technology changes those things those are those are as timeless as gravity those are as timeless as the rest of the laws of physics that govern this world and so i i don't i don't buy the premise at all that technology changes these things and it bothers me when people think that it does yeah i couldn't have said that better myself i agree how could it but to answer your question, um, yes, they do. And then they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Richie. Hey, Matt, I've been wondering what forms of silver you prefer to mm. collect. I started with a foreign government issued silver bullion about 10 years ago. But lately, I've been collecting a lot more junk silver. So I am new to the uh, to the stack, as they call it, which is <laughs> your, your stack of precious metals. And so as far as like collectible stuff, uh, I don't do that. And maybe in the future, I will. But I don't care about the collector value. I'm in it strictly for the precious metals themselves. So really yeah. all I buy is just the raw material. Just give me the bars. Just give me the rounds. I don't need some, you know, I don't need it from some fancy mint. I don't need it from some foreign country. I don't need some cool picture on it. I just want the value of the precious metal itself. And so I stay as cheap as possible. And um, and I've only been uh, I've only been doing that for really about a year at this point. So I, I wouldn't say that I have great advice on that front because I've, I've learned a decent amount of it uh, just in the last year or so. But, but for me, my thinking is, um, and again, I'll have to qualify for legal reasons. This is not financial advice, but what I, the value I see in precious metals and silver specifically is just having something that is all basically has inherent value or at least has never been valued at zero that I could trade for goods and services. If I was in like, like we're talking an apocalypse world and, uh, and some kind of like barter economy basically. So I know that people will come back and say, well, precious metals are extremely volatile. They are. It's not like I've put everything I have into precious metals. Um, When I do buy, when I do buy precious metals, what I'm thinking of is, store of value that won't be zero. I don't buy precious metals thinking I'm going to sell these next year for a whole bunch of money. It could happen maybe, but I buy them thinking in the event that this dollar not only was inflated into a reduced value, but actually became more valuable as uh, you know, a fire starter. What would I do then? That's why I buy silver to convert that dollar into something that is of of more certain value in a really crazy future. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if my stack gets more collectible, maybe I'll have more to say in the future. I don't know. I just don't like some coins are worth so much. Uh, I got to be careful with my terms. Coins are from mints. Rounds. If you go into one of these shops and you call like uh, a round a coin, Do they get, get super pissed. Yeah, they'll get mad at you. <laughs> get uh, out. 
but I yeah, like so the value of some collectible coins is just insane. And I don't want to pay. I just want I want the value of the silver, not what some collector thinks is right, cool about the year worth, that one yeah, was yeah. made or how rare it is or something. Mm-hmm. I just want the silver. That's it. Ashwin uh, or Europe, right? No, I read that one. I, I should ask uh, and you don't have to answer. Are you into precious metals at all? We've never had that discussion. I am. I do uh, collect some precious metals in exchange for some services. This is making me sound like a prostitute for precious <laughs> now metals. Now I understand why you're so sympathetic with Kamala. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, like a, I've entered into something of like a barter arrangement with my parents huh. when they were renting a property from me. So they would pay us in silver for rent. Ah, well, that's interesting. My parents asked me what I wanted for my birthday, which is coming up in two weeks. I said silver. Yeah. And what did they get? Uh, what did they get my son for his birthday uh, a month ago? Silver. Yeah. Totally. But that is really cool. I can't wait. It, it, they put a note on it like, oh, this is for Calvin's birthday, uh, 2022. That's and great. Yeah. when he's older and, you know, I can give him his first gun and I can I can say, hey, here's a note from grandma and grandpa. 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Look at this cool silver that they got. You know, just now cool forge stuff. it into a bullet and go shoot us an elk. Uh, yeah. Just starve into Mel death. Gibson style. <laughs> Although if it's a silver bullet, I guess you should shoot a werewolf. Maybe it'll come That's to true. that. Yeah. Sorry, um, go ahead. Uh, Ashwin's Ashwin, up next. Yeah. Uh, good day, guys. Do you believe there are norms and exceptions in the human experience? Explain. Um, of course. Yeah. I think a norm of the human experience is suffering. It's like the only thing that you can rely on in basically every human experience. And the exception is a long lived life in the absence of suffering. I'm fine with that answer. Hmm. I would need a little more definition here too. norms, like what behavioral norms. What are we talking about? about here? Just about like the human, the average human experience. Hmm. What are the well, norms and exceptions? Uh, yes. Uh, Let's get into my favorite topic, objective morality. Jesus. Um, uh, no, I, 805. Okay, everybody got <laughs> no, two I, hours. Well, let's put it this way. I think that people are generally behaving in a similar way and treating each other according to some kind of moral code at some level innately. I know that we yeah. think about all these things. Is it polite for me to do this or not? But but there's a reason why we're all not just killing and robbing from each other on any at any particular moment. And I know we do that in the context of wars. And But just in general, there's a reason why you ha- there's something inside you that tells you I shouldn't go kill that guy. I yeah. shouldn't go take all his yeah. shit. Uh, and I, I, I think that there's something to that beyond just we decided one day for survival reasons that it's better not to do that. I think that there are some sort of behavioral norms that are ingrained in us. I know the evolution, the people who are of... Uh, of an evolutionary perspective. And I'm not saying I'm anti-evolution, but people would say that that's just evolved over time because it's beneficial for, from a survival reason. But I, I don't, I don't really buy that. I think that there's something more to it. Yeah. I think that from a survival perspective, there is benefit for me. Hypothetically, Susan and to all my neighbors around, I would benefit by going around killing all my neighbors and taking all their shit. I would have less competition. I had more property in this neighborhood, (laughs) but I don't want to do that. There's a reason I don't do that beyond just, I'll go to jail if I do. It's because mm-hmm. there's something in me that knows, well, they have the right to their property in the same way that I have mine and they have the right to their families yeah, exactly. and they have, yeah. they have the right to everything that they have in the same way I do. And it's not, it's not like I just sit here and well, rationally speaking, this makes sense or from a certain, I don't know. There's something to it. That's all I'm saying. There's something innate about it. Something natural about it. 
Halo with horns says the sick world is getting sicker. Why put cameras in toilet uh, in the toilet of a restaurant? Well, it's not a pizza place, but uh, it is called the animal farm located in Columbus, Georgia. They put cameras in the bathroom at this what? place. That's news to me. I could look it up, but I have no reference on that. Obviously. Yikes. Uh, let me see if you want to move to the next one. I'll try to find the reference. Um, sure. Darg on the national extremist. I'm having a difficult time sticking to principles when the people I'm opposing have none. If you're hmm. playing a board game and your opponent is constantly cheating, why continue to play? Matt, is there a point where to you where playing the game is no longer an option when these joggers are intent on destroying <laughs> your community and country? When is enough enough? Yeah, um, well, this is a uh, question for you. He, what I would say is. Yes, the point at which you're being abused or your rights are being violated, you respond in kind. Uh, the difficulty is separating and being specific about that. So, for example, when a crime is committed, we punish and we hold accountable the person who committed that crime. We don't go to their family and start cutting off their fingers or something like that. Right. In a more barbaric society, we might. We might say, well, if, if that guy's on the run, then someone's going to have to pay for this and we'll go brutalize something he cares about or something like that. That's the moral principle that I think we have to uphold is yeah. that, that you have to find a way to be specific in responding to the people who are abusing you. And that's why I'm very wary about so the concept of like group justice or group vengeance, like members right. of this group attacked us. Therefore we go attack uh, members of that group, whether that group is political or however you want to divide that you get, you get Hatfield and McCoy's that way too. Even if it's just family on family, oh, yeah. right. like they killed one of us, we go kill one of them. I know that that's sort of easier said than done because at some level, I think we are being abused by far away people in elite positions of power who are hard to sometimes hard to identify, specify, uncover like by their very nature, a lot of these abuses are done in secret, oftentimes on our dime. Yeah. And so that complicates this without being able to name specifically who's committing the crime or the abuse, how they're doing it. How do you get justice in that moral way? And if the whole scheme is designed such that you can't find those details to bring about that justice in a moral way, what what, what do you do? Well, I suppose... Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the context of the country's founding, you just you, you you write a declaration and say, I'm out. You got a problem with it? Come and get me. And uh, yeah. if they come and get you, then you deal with it. I, I I know that's not totally specific, but that's the best answer I got for you. Uh, did you have anything to add to that? No, I mean, this is exactly how I feel. This is why I'm always talking about how we should start lying and cheating because <laughs> we're just not, you know, we're, we it seems like people don't care that the left is not playing by any set of rules or morality. Um, and when we just keep, we have, as long as we stick to our principles, it's like, well, we're, we're going to lose. Don't you people care about winning? Well, the way that you win is by leaving these people is by separating from them and maintaining a more moral but we society. We can't do that. Nobody's going to let us do that. You have to, it, it requires a level of organization that we are not at. That point is great. I, I agree. And it's very difficult to achieve. Look um, at this username. Uh, the, by the way, to return to the last story, and I'll look at the username in a moment. Hidden cameras found in the bathroom of popular oh, Georgia where? restaurant headline today. Uh, there's I, I don't have the time to look into this, but yeah, the, the the question asker was right. Apparently, this restaurant in Columbus, Georgia, hidden cameras 
I believe, by a third party, not by the restaurant themselves, if I'm understanding this correctly. Oh, okay, that's reassuring. Like they, someone planted cameras in there. Okay, anyway, sorry not to be specific on that either, but I, I got to move on. Uh, thank you, Halo with Horns as well. Spick Fuentes. <laughs> what? Okay. Is he Hispanic? I've heard that. I don't know. I thought that was funny. Spick Fuentes. I don't know if you've heard, but Tom Brady is getting divorced. Do you think it's related to him making out with his son? I, I, don't I saw know. that. He just kissed his son on the lips. Maybe his son was a little old, but like, I didn't really find it that offensive. I um, do think that's weird, but it is. But I kiss Emmeline in the lips like 400 times a day. I also think it's different for a mom. She's so cute. Yeah. Um, Is this a. OK, I actually talked with my husband at length about this Tom Brady Giselle thing last night. But everybody's like all people in the manosphere. They're like, oh, man, how can anybody keep a wife if Tom Brady can't keep a wife? It's like we have no idea if he's not a pussy in his personal relationship and if he really cared about safeguarding his marriage why would you marry a woman that is also super rich like so crazy rich like if you're tom brady and you want to be a family man and you want to make sure your wife is loyal you marry an average person that looks really good like you marry a a person of like average intelligence who's super hot who comes from middle class family like and you're golden he married a fucking billionaire supermodel and he's like I heard that someone say she has a higher net worth than him, which I, or maybe See? this was on the stream the other there week. There it is. I need to check on this. What is her, I just want to find out. Your wife cannot make more money than you. You can't. It is a boner killer. It is relationship killer. <laughs> maybe that's the uh, problem is she, she makes more money than him and she doesn't respect him. <laughs> that is the problem. I don't see a... Okay, wait. Bunchin has a net worth of $400 million. Holy shit. Wait, wait. Oh and God. Tom Brady's is $250 million, but I'm not sure the date on this. And that sounds low for Tom Brady to me, but that could be correct. That I don't see a date on this report, but at least at one point in the reasonably recent past, Giselle Bunchin had a higher net worth. This is... This makes reference to 2020, so this has to be within the last couple of years. Higher net worth than Tom Brady. In fact, she still has a salary of $40 million a year. Tom Brady, does, at least on his NFL contract, isn't making that much, I don't believe. He has endorsement what? deals and other stuff. but So, like, you you make four, – your net worth is $400 million. You're married to a handsome guy, but he's obsessed with playing football, even though he's, like, a million years old. He won't retire. He's weird with his son. He's got a son from a previous relationship and with a woman that he abandoned. And then he's like kind of a pussy. She's like, why? Why? I, I could just be on a yacht for the rest of my life. Like, why do I need to be in this marriage? If she was somebody that was truly dependent dependent on him, she would like get over the issues that they had in their marriage. Well, and that kind of eliminates uh, the gold digging as a motive in this divorce. She's clearly not trying to extract a bunch of money from him. But I understand that more. So I just uh, wonder what her motive. I wonder if you're right. Like it sounds maybe crazy in this dick. context. Yeah, and maybe he is. <laughs> but it, but or maybe but she's still, psycho. Like it, we don't know. Even if you're making, even if the woman is making sixty grand and the man is making forty, oftentimes that arrangement does become a little unstable because both the the, the both the man and the woman feel unsatisfied in that yeah. arrangement. You know, uh, I wonder if that's true at the at the multi-million dollar level or the hundreds of millions of dollars level like this is. 
it seems hard to believe because they can they all they both have fuck you money they can do whatever they want so why would it matter but maybe there's something to it I don't know, man. Uh, kitchen sink. I've gotten emails from groups like the FPC and GOA asking for people willing to put their names on lawsuits to fight overreaching gun laws. I'm mostly on board, but I've made lists of pros and cons for throwing my hat in the ring. Pros, mm. chance to preserve my future, children's rights, fight back in a blue state, give lizard people the finger. My wife is supportive of me doing it. Cons, possible, possibly put a target on my family's back and time. What would your case be for and against this? Um, if you're a gun owner, you're already on all sorts of lists. That they know who to target here. They're not, you're not supposed to be, but you are. I grant the yeah. point. They, they, there's been some uh, developments about what databases they do and don't have uh, in recent months. And it's startling. Are, yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Um, Cause in theory you go buy a gun at a store, you do the paperwork, they do the background check. The law is that shop holds on to the paperwork for X amount of time, but they don't send it to the ATF or the FBI. Yeah. The only way the ATF or the FBI can go get it is if they that gun is used in a crime. They trace it back to that shop. They go get the record of who bought it and and they find you that way. But they're not supposed to have, by federal law, a a database of who owns what. And yet there are certain indicators, in fact, databases themselves that that say that that has not been an obstacle or at least the obstacle that it should be. So I I grant your point that, that the idea that we're not on lists may be a little uh, optimistic. Mm, uh, the other point I would say, and, and for, if you decide to do this, uh, thank you, by the way, I do admire that. It, it, it is courageous to do something like that for all the reasons you're talking about that it's, it's sticking your neck out in a way you don't have to. So if you do decide to do that, that is appreciated on behalf of myself and just everyone who values their, their gun rights and their, their self-defense rights. Uh, the thing I would say too, in, in potential support of it, I, I don't want to name names, but I know there are lots of people in the gun tube community, the YouTube gun community, who have put their names on lawsuits, some of which have been uh, successful, some of which are still, I think, being uh, battled out. But there are sort of gun culture public figures doing this. And as far as I'm aware, they're not being punished, at least that I've seen publicly. But... um Maybe you could reach out to them and ask if they've had any experience. And if you're curious about who I'm talking about, um, Kitchen Sink, I would be comfortable sharing that with you privately if you just want to email me. I don't even know why I won't say it. I guess I could just say it out loud publicly. It's not like these people are hiding it. Their names are on these public lawsuits. Right. But I just don't want to. I just don't want to invite a bunch of uh, scrutiny or attention to these people that they may not be looking mm-hmm. for. So That's if true. you. If, if that'd be helpful to you, Kitchen Sink, uh, send me an email and I'll see if I can help you out. Last one. Am I reading this or are you? Oh, yeah. I always I always land on it in such a way that you have to read Mr. Jogger 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 Jigaboo, Jigaboo Moon Cricket McNword. One of these days I'm going to slip up and I'm actually going to uh, I'm actually going to uh, to say it. But uh, yeah. Anyway, um, the N word, you know what the N word is? (laughs) Are there any American accents that make that make you hate? As in any American accents that I hate or okay, anything from Boston makes me wish the British had been more thorough with their implementation (laughs) of the Boston massacre. Close second would be uh, the New York or New Jersey Jewish accent, especially now that my landlord is a (laughs) my landlord. It uh, has such an accent is what he says. Um, 
uh any that I hate I would I would agree that the the harsh Boston accent is pretty tough for me and kind of the harsh New York accent a lot of the yeah. the northeast stuff I find hard to listen to um I I actually like a southern drawl quite a lot I think that oh, it's god I think that it's uh charming I like it Shelby Foot the the historian that um that narrated Ken Burns Civil War documentary is like the only person that can pull off a southern accent on this planet. It makes everyone else sound like they are a retard. It's just the worst. I hate New Jersey accents. Boston is also just terrible, especially in women. It makes what? men sound gruff, but like a woman with a New Jersey accent, I'm like, you're a slut. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. Uh, my exposure is pretty much Jersey Shore, and that's it. The, the, but they, they See, you, are you know what's up. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a horribly what, unfeminine What about accent. Midwest? Midwest dialect is almost indiscernible, and it is the dialect they teach to non-English speakers. It's the most American oh. dialect. I think being removed from it now, I can hear it. When you're in it, you don't hear it. But when I do, meet I people sound like a Midwestern Chicago or, or oh no, oh they they say they're oh's. Weird. Is that Midwest? Oh That's yeah, like oh a Dakota oh, yeah. thing. Uh, and then they, there's this weird way that where they say uh, I think I've said before, but one time we were on a flight back to Minnesota a few years ago and the flight attendant was talking to a little girl and said, Hey, put your backpack back there. And I'm thinking there's no why in backpack. That's not how you Ew. say that. Gross. Um, so I noticed those things. I don't, is there a such thing as like a mountain West accent? Do I have an accent? I don't know. No. Like if I think of like a standard American accent where I can detect basically no, inflection like that's you i i don't hear anything in your voice people say i sometimes say the word uh bag or bagel strange bagel. i get that too bagel. okay uh, is this a midwest or word, thing or the word vague so i avoid vague? saying it because people are always like telling me i say it wrong <laughs> so i use ambiguous or unclear i don't say vague <laughs> also vague is dangerously close to vag and I just want nothing to it's do with that. way closer to fag. Or fag. Yeah, it's a risky word all around. So I just steer clear <laughs> of that. Yeah, I just avoid. Uh, but yes, jogger, jigaboo, moon cricket, McEnward, you're right. Those are annoying accents. We share, uh, I think, your Truly. assessment of the worst ones. Now, I don't know if it counts as an accent, um, but I hate vocal fry, too. Oh, it's the worst. Chicks who talk with vocal fry. I vocal can't even fry, imitate yeah. it very well, but it's that, uh, uh, it's that, that sound. And I know it's not an accent, but it's a, I suppose a vocal tick. And I say this as someone who says too many, I means, you knows, ums, I use fillers just as much as any person. But when you can't deliver a sentence without using the word like, I lose my I'm damn mind victim of that. I do it all the time. It's a millennial thing. And I do it too. But when you say, when you say this person is like, when you mean this person said, I also yeah. hate that, yeah. but I do it. I catch myself doing it all I, the time. Yeah. And he's like, and they're like, he said, they said, I do that too. Yeah. Um, I also hate it when people say, um, that is because why is that? It's grammatically incorrect. You should be saying like, this is why or that is. You can remove, oh. remove because almost almost all the time. Hmm. People misuse it all the time. It's very annoying. 
Well, I guess I'm I sure audience hates us. Yeah, at this point. Uh, great uh, grammar pet peeve. How did we get into grammar? That isn't pet even peeves what from... they asked. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, thank you for the questions. Again, if you'd like to submit an email question for the show, find the call-in show question form on the contact page of the website, mattchristiansonmedia.com slash contact, and we read those at the end of the stream each and every Wednesday night. Uh, let's catch up with our chat, and then we will get out of here. Oh, I already made the mistake. I told you not to refresh in your browser and use the page refresh, and then I went and refreshed in my browser. Ha ha, I haven't done that. But I'm, I'm, I got it back up. I forgot where we left off, though. Um, where were we? Oh, uh, this is, uh, isn't Hitler this great? Is great. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Did we read that one earlier? I don't remember. I remember you reading Anna oh, we, the, One of the last one we, ones we read was, uh, Nick getting disbarred. So yeah, we must've left off. Okay. General, General grievance. Yeah. Did you guys see what they did with the Waukesha mostly peaceful SUV driver shaved his head and jacked uh, with the contrast so he looks like the only neo-Nazi left in America? It's absolutely ridiculous. I didn't see I didn't. that, but he is making his court appearances and he's representing himself. He is his own lawyer and he's going with the sovereign citizen defense, it sounds like. He was going to plead insanity or make an insanity defense. That's off the table. Now he's doing the sovereign citizen. I'm not subject to your laws. And in my own sovereignty, I have the right to mow down grandmas and kids at a Thanksgiving parade. Mm-hmm. I need to check Glowy that out. Glowy McFed face. I love that. That is so funny. Isn't Hitler great? Boo bankers. Yay, Hitler. <laughs> he is absolutely uh, fed, tuning fed, in from fed, the FBI fed, headquarters. Fed, fed. <laughs> uh, General Grievance. Black Mermaid and Black Hobbit. I, I, I don't know. I feel like Maybe this year, blackface, blackface is the way to go. It'll help me get guests on my show. I forgot about there's there's no Black Hobbit, is there? In the new Lord of the Rings, is that seriously a thing? Let's do blackface. There's a Black Hobbit. Yeah. Is there a Black Hobbit? I also know there's a Black Targaryen, right? In the new uh, Game of Thrones. Oh my god, I'm looking it up. There is a Black Hobbit. Do it. <sighs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Dude. I have a red wig. I can dread it up. Mm. Come on, man. Come on. Blackface. Dude, blackface is. Mm. We'll talk about it offline. I got a family to protect. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not right. sure I want my family to be hoisted on the blackface petard. I truly, though, I think that my husband would not um, would not allow it. Yeah. Although I've done Indian face and my skin was really dark when I did that. And I went as like a stereotypical buck tooth Asian. That's true. Yes. Last year you were the bat, the bat lady and I was the bat. That's true. Um, dangerous spaces. Where's that lazy Aussie bastard? Oops. My bad. But thank you for showing up. We you were here it. when you needed to be here. No harm. Jeffrey Thanks, Epstein man. left. No, no. Thank you, sir. Um Mark Duquesne, all of Nick's videos that used to be available on YouTube are still available via the Fediverse on tv.macreationsandmedia.com ah. in the Friends of the Show section. Can't stop the signal. Interesting. I was unaware of that feature. So if people don't know, uh, yes, if you go to tv.macreationsandmedia.com, there is a backup of all of our content. And by our, I mean our individual content and the, the show uh, as well and it, the show actually streams there i'm not sure how well the stream performs there were some issues with that but that's all being worked on anyway mark has built basically what is a bomb proof backup for us to go to if things were ever banned in the way that it appears nick has been banned 
I did not know that you could find other people's content there. So I'm going to check that out. And thank you for, uh, for letting me know about that, Mark. Your, uh, your services may become highly, highly useful uh, very soon. Killer 8,000. Watch Waterloo next. It had 16,000 background ac- actors. Wow. 16,000. Damn. Matthew Vicari. Nick Rikita got yeeted from YouTube because a mob got upset that he read their false ethics complaint on a stream last night. Follow Nick Rikita on Locals. Mm. That, good for him. Good for him. I've always liked him. Not relevant. Blonde, a non-consensual baby murder, notwithstanding the tears of strangers are merely water. Also, considering Portland, Seattle dystopias, the Cascadian subduction zone <laughs> will be a gift from the gods. Thank you. Um, Tom A. Bristol. So 9-11 meant nothing to you. Um, I was skeptical. 9-11 meant some things to Blonde. I guarantee it did. you that. Even as an eighth grader, I was like, something's not adding up here. I was really worried about the economic implications, uh, but I was less concerned about the loss of life than my peers. I will Hmm. admit that. I, yeah. To the moral distinction you made earlier, this, this was also a case of mass murder, 9-11, whereas uh, you're, again, I'm just, I'm following the logic that was presented earlier, that there's something, there's something to be distinguished between mass murder and natural event or act of God. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Um, I I don't know that I agree agree from my own sympathy perspective, but I'm just trying to understand the the perspective that you're articulating. Well, I also operate with like a, a pretty moderate level of psychopathy. There you go. I, you know, it's in there. I'm empathetic (laughs) to my, my small world. Like if something ever happened to my daughter, I'd just be suicidal. Uh, or my husband or like anybody in my family or were you um <laughs> so when they <laughs> raid me blonde will make up for her lack of hurricane sympathy with a lot of sympathy and will break i even. would yeah that would be really upsetting for sure <laughs> all right um hopefully it doesn't but, happen know, but we'll see i just i just only have enough like love and empathy for just people that i know irl right uh one minute to go we're right up against the clock john so, wayne have you yeah. read ayn rand she argues that stealing from your neighbors isn't in your self-interest she argues for an objective morality that's true hmm. but but it's a something that people of high level intelligence can do and not everybody can do that i'm not i'm not entirely familiar with ayn rand's total uh philosophy or framework it probably would benefit me to read it uh in more detail but uh so it's hard for me to argue for or against it without knowing fully what she said or not. But I, but I can certainly argue that, that killing and stealing from my neighbors is beneficial. Uh, I get a bunch of stuff out of it. I reduce That's competition true. for me. Now there would be, be good for your family. There would be downsides though, in that again, just like the single mom scenario, I've created enemies that want to kill me. So I, 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 yeah. I, I get how you could argue the other side of it and say, it's actually damaging to your survival potential. If you do that, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Hold him. All right. Blonde actually had a good suggestion a while back. Why do you say that? Like I never have good. She actually had a good. Okay. Stop apologizing while making a point, a corollary to that. Maybe we should stop qualifying and making caveats. Let the other person make their case. I totally agree. And I also hear people doing this all the time when they speak in support of somebody that is perceived to be controversial. Like, like, Oh, I hear people saying like on the left, like, oh, like, oh, I don't like Jordan Peterson because of the way he talks to incels and blah, 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 blah. But I agree with this, this and this. It's like, just just cut all that out and talk about what you agree with. Like, why do people do this all the time? It's protective. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, because wrongly, people are 
uh, found guilty by association all the time. So it doesn't really matter that, that yeah. if you merely treat the other person like a person, you are just as bad as they are. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I, I fully recognize that I'm absolutely guilty of a lot of qualifiers before a point. That's in part because I don't want to be misrepresented in the way that these people will mis misrepresent. But it's also because I do sincerely want to be as specific and precise in my point making as possible. I don't mm -hmm. want to wrongly make the wrong point. I, I want to be precise. That's what I'm yeah. aiming for. So yep. uh, anyway. All right. Uh, we're two minutes past the hour, but close enough, I think. Right. Thank you, guys. I'm going to dip out and finish prepping for this wedding. Um, I will talk to you guys soon. And thank you for joining us. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Appreciate uh, you, your participation tonight. Appreciate your calls. Appreciate your uh, your email questions. Appreciate your super chats. Appreciate all of it. Uh, we will be back on Sunday, of course, with whatever happens between now and then. I'm sure we'll talk a little more Alec Baldwin. I'm sure we'll talk a little more OPEC making sure that we're all screwed at the gas pump uh, and uh, anything else that happens. In the meantime, um, if you're listening, looking to uh, catch up on any part of the show, again, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash podcast. You can find the audio post of it there. mattchristiansandmedia.com for anything else show related. We'll see you on Sunday. Have a good week. Bye, guys. In the meantime. Bye.